Today's sponsor is Loot Crate. For less than $20 a month, Loot Crate gives the geek and you a special treat every month. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with more than $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future in the month and year Marty McFly travels to in Back to the Future Part 2, the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. You have until the 19th at 9pm Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate, and when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it! It's over. So go to LootCrate.com slash KindaFunny and enter the code KindaFunny to save $3 on your new subscription today. Today's episode was brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the easiest way to create a beautiful website, blog, or online store for you and your ideas. Squarespace features an elegant interface, beautiful templates, and incredible 24-7 customer support. Try Squarespace at Squarespace.com and enter the offer code KindaFunny at checkout to get 10% off. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Game Over Greggy Show. I am one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. Top of the morning to you, Greg. Top of the muffin to you. It's the afternoon. <laughs> you just ate an apple. <laughs> I did. I made a little bet with myself to see how far I could get into the apple before we actually started the show, because there's a lot of shenanigans that happened before this. Right. Kevin is always there, and he yeah. acts like he's ready to go. And then you are not. We're not. And then by the time we are ready to go, Kevin's off pouring himself a two-liter bottle of Coke yeah. in the living room, doing whatever. Maybe he's rolling around on the carpet, scratching his own back. I don't and know. Didn't he, he you got it all wrong. The thing with Kevin is that he needs to be doing, I'm going to say 10. I don't want to offend you. I know it's more than that. But at least 10 things at once. Yeah. And it's it's just, he's never just complacent. He's never you know feeling good about himself. And he wants to make sure that he's asking as many questions as, as mm-hmm. possible mm-hmm. at all times to as many people which, as which possible. Which is getting really grating to Greg especially. I love Greg's Greg's answers to Kevin are getting more and more... Kurt. Yeah, that's a word for it. It's yeah. just because Kevin and I have a relationship. We understand each other. He's he's one of the hardest working men. He makes kind of funny run, and he knows that he gets the brunt of it. And it is because he asks annoying, nonsensical fucking questions <laughs> when I'm clearly in the knee-deep in three other tasks. Yeah. My favorite was the other day when you were rerouting a modem. Or do, no, he was you were, doing that. You were trying to set up a Skype call, and you had like eight computers around you. You look like Hugh Jackman from Swordfish. <laughs> yeah, great movie. <laughs> And Kevin's like, hey, Greg. And you just know when he, st- when he starts off with hey, hey it's yeah, over. you know he doesn't need to be asking that question. Yeah. And you knew that. And you were like, not now, Kevin. <laughs> so not now, but Kevin is the not thing. Kevin thing. gets it. Kevin gets it. That like when I say not now, it's not uh, he understands that I, I, we are at maximum capacity mm-hmm. for his bullshit questions. <laughs> <laughs> They're not bullshit. It's just there's different questions that come up that are fucking random and shit. They're like, unnecessary. I don't want to do something. And then someone will walk in and be like, what the fuck is this like this? I hear you. No, I mean, it makes sense. But, but you get like, it. That's the best thing. There's plenty of people I remember in the old job, where I, I, and somebody comes over and you're short with them, and they take it personally. Kevin never takes it personally. Kevin knows. Yeah. No, we don't want him to stop asking the questions. No, 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 no. I'd prefer for him to stop we asking do. the questions. We definitely do. We but need that's him, just because you have the table fuck thing about you. I don't ask them any of the questions. No. That's the pure oh, one. Shit. That's the pure one, me? Tim Gettys. 
question. You, yeah, no, that's the thing. There's this really bad thing that goes on where Kevin and Nick just fucking bully me. That's all they do. Yeah. It's like they team up and just fucking fuck with me all day. Yeah. And I'm, then I'm just sitting there. Then you ask me a question I actually want to answer. And every time I'm trying to give you an answer in mid, mid-answer, Kevin will come in and ask me some shit. Hey, where, where are we going to dinner tonight? That is the one thing Kevin doesn't have any any awareness. Like If it was like a Madden game where he had all the stats broken down, his awareness would be like <laughs> two of a hundred. Because, yeah, he just like blurts in. He like busts in like Kramer in the middle of whatever the fuck's happening. <laughs> yeah, that really is accurate. <laughs> I, I often wondered when I was younger. I don't know why I was wondering this. I wondered a lot of weird things. But what if you had like a 1,000 word cap every day mm-hmm. and all you could say was 1,000 words or less what would you do then how judicious would you be with your own use of the of language and and asking questions that don't even or just saying stupid things and a thousand words might be too much some days but I bet you most days it's not enough yeah I blow, I blow through that on the way here sometimes I to just I have, oh yeah <laughs> sometimes I have those weird like I'll go off on tangents to myself or I'll just have those rage moments where I'll just start screaming at things for no reason and then I'll be like I just gotta gotta get it all out before I come sure. here just so I have a little more patience with yeah see know. and right there you use like 30 words yeah so imagine oh, no, imagine like yeah, not that's... just not having and make these shows really hard to do yeah this but it would be along on thank, thank you it'd be worth it would be you know some people we'd have more meaningful things to say maybe or sure. maybe maybe some people would go in the opposite direction and just say this even stupider. So things. what would happen then? Like <laughs> when you're out? Yeah. You shrugs and you go home. Or you just but I mean, you're out of words and then you just like, is it like. Yeah, that's it. Like just, that's just a hypothetical. Like you just can't yeah. talk. It's illegal. If it's something. like oh, video it's games, there'd be, Ooh, I like there'd be that. microtransactions. It's like, you could buy a pack of words. Oh my words. God, a pack of words. It's yeah, a future dystopian. For, no, no, no. 50 bucks. I don't like that. There's a thousand word limit. There's no way around it. Yeah. Not even the microtransactions. What if the money's going to you? No, I don't want your money. Is there any, do you get anything for free? I don't need it. Like, can you get like free adjectives? Just adjectives? Uh no, every word counts. Okay, nouns, pronouns, adjectives. <laughs> okay, yeah, How'd everything. You get around just using adjectives. How you doing, uh, Tim? Red. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess I'd be. Oh, red means bad. Well, no, I'm just thinking. Tim, of what's like, wrong? <laughs> you know, when you play uh, angry. <laughs> <laughs> Talking like, like a caveman. <laughs> that must have been though. That's a good point. Adjectives must have been the initial. Huh. The, the, it must have been the, the first way that people started to communicate with each other, right? With, through through like very base descriptive words, right? Well, do we, no, because no, because we didn't have those descriptive words yet. Very base words, sure. Oh, so nouns might have been nouns first. have to have been first, right? Yeah, that's me, a good point. Nouns you. must have been yeah, exactly. Me, you, tree, rock. Is then hella, it was like what's hella? Brown rock. Does hell count as an adjective? Yeah, it's a descriptor. Yeah, it's a, yeah it's okay. describing yeah. a noun. So yeah, if I was if I had adjectives, I'd be fine. Wait, is it? Hella. Tim, you want to drink? Hella. It'd uh, just be hella. All you need to use is hella. I mean, it well, depends on how it's being used. Similar it's, to it's, well, every time if you use it, wouldn't it be an adverb? Because it's like, that's hella cool. Yeah, that's Hella actually, can't stand alone. How? That's true. What? Well, it could. Hella big. No, that's because that's... Oh, I see what you're you could be an adverb. That's, that's, hella, that's hella fun. Hella big. Hella red. But isn't that... No, wait, no, that's not what's right, What's the definition though? of an adverb? Hella fast. Yeah. So what's very? The word very. Very. Depends on what it's before. Oh, God. Doesn't it? I don't want to go down this hole. This is bringing me back to fucking college. Yeah, I don't no, like this, it. yeah magazine editing. I just got through with the skin of my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back to this. My God, sorry, Jen, back at Mizzou. I mean, to know, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Game Over Greggy Show. Each and every week, four, sometimes five, best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny and toss us a few bucks to get each and every episode early, along with bonus episodes and cool perks. 
If you don't want to do any of that because you don't have the money, no big deal. Head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny where we break it out topic by topic, day by day, until we post the entire show for free on Friday on MP3 services and at YouTube. It's a good place. Thank you. Do you think Portillo likes it when I do that to his ears? I think Portillo's just happy if anyone acknowledges him. Yeah, he just wants to be loved. We call he's him very loved. Dog, when, his, when his ears are inside homeless out. Homeless dog? Homeless dog. Why? Because he's not put together no more. Right now, let's look at it. He's not put together no more. <laughs> Speaking of language. Right now, this is a dog. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dog that could be on the RSS Titanic, just chilling out. Yeah. He's out there. He's yeah. at a fancy dinner. He's going to eat there with the unsinkable Molly Brown, right? Pedigree. This is a dog who's seen some shit. Oh, actually, hold on. This is a dog who's like, look at the camera, you piece of garbage dog. This is a dog who's seen some things. He's down on his luck. He might turn it around. Mm-hmm. He's not in the soup lines yet or whatever. And then this is a dog who's steerage. This is a dog who is just nobody wants. He's river dancing down on the bottom floor. Of the exactly. Titanic. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, no. They call him all paw leg. Look how sad he I know. Look, he doesn't like it, see? But he, you put him back here. He's right to back to being a fancy pup. We call him paw leg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Does that make sense? Does that make no, sense? Not really, you, no, not really. But remember, it's kind of... <laughs> Because uh, what it is is I hate when you draw, like, drag me into your madness it's, I, I like know it. it's a bit more clever than you're giving it credit for Because yeah. it's a play on peg leg No it doesn't exactly ball, ball, ball. You call him peg leg because that's just too on the nose But you call him paw leg Where's old paw leg mm. Oh he's down there and I then, don't know about this one But when Rose but, is there she's like who's paw leg And then this dog comes up and he's got the one wooden leg and she's but, like, oh my but, God. If, but if you called him paw leg Wouldn't that mean that his legs have paws on them well, they do technically already. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, listeners, you picked a good one. You can't argue with them, Colin. I don't Colin. know how you even bother. <laughs> Colin, your topic number one. What's happening? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, so I, I have a funny one today. Or I think I, it depends on you know how, where you guys take it. But you know, I thought it was. I thought last Thursday was going to be a funny one, and you guys ruined that op topic. Let's, so let's see what you do to this one. Uh, Egyptian. Colin always forgets he does the show with us and not three other Collins. <laughs> he always thinks he's going to come in with this political debate. It's going to be this awesome thing. What was political about last Thursdayism? I'm just saying in general. Uh, so we <laughs> Egyptians. I want to talk about Egyptians, ancient Egyptians, mm. specifically about burial of like wealthy people or monarchs and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm. So here's what Wikipedia says under burial goods because i'm curious what you guys would want to be buried with if you were a a rich Mm. egyptian back in the day Mm. Mm. it says although the types of burial goods changed throughout ancient egyptian history their purpose to protect the the deceased and provide sustenance to the afterlife remained from the earliest periods of egyptian history all egyptians were buried with at least some goods that they thought were necessary after death at a minimum these consisted of everyday objects such as bowls combs and other trinkets along with food Wealthier Egyptians could afford to be buried with jewelry, furniture, and other valuables, which made them targets of tomb robbers. In the early dynastic period, tombs were filled with daily life objects such as furniture, jewelry, and other valuables. They also contained many pottery and stone vessels. As burial customs developed in the Old Kingdom, wealthy citizens were buried in wooden or stone coffins, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Sometimes, uh, and I I don't know if it's in here, I'm not going to read the whole thing, people were even buried with really wealthy people. Like, they would just bury you alive. So, or put you in a tomb if you were like a servant or something like that. Were you going of your own accord? Or were they like forcing you down there? My my assumption, I don't know much about Egyptology. My assumption is that uh, this was part of the they, deal. They, yeah, it was the deal. Yeah, man. Um. So if I, my my my, let's assume we were wealthy Egyptians, mm. but we were living 
not in the ancient times, but today. Ah, okay. And you and someone or, or your group were erecting a tomb to hold you. <laughs> uh, what would you want to be buried with that you would need in the next life? Mm. PlayStation Vita. I would want some. If we're in this time, and we're playing now. I need money. I need coins, of course, because what was he had to pay the. The, well, the ferryman, ferryman, the ferryman. That's, right, right. that's not Egyptian, though. Right. Who is that? What the fuck? That was Roman. No, oh, I want that for this. It just sounds I think like that was Roman or Greek. Yeah. No, but right? that, was, that was Greek, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Greek or Roman. Sharon, which is the moon of Pluto, mm-hmm. is the ferryman that, to the dead, and they would put coins on your eyes to pay the ferryman to take you over. Mm-hmm. To, to, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Some Game of Thrones but that, shit. So, okay, so, but isn't there a reason the Egyptians were buried with money as well? Because they needed money in the, in the fancy angle. like that. Just in general. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Same reason they were buried bowls so they can put food in them. Well, sure. Then, yeah, and that's the thing too. I or want, smoke them. I, I, I don't know if that was what they were intending. No, wrong, that was wrong kind of bowls. I think. I'd want food. I want chicken wings. Put mm. some chicken wings down there with me. I'll stop there for right now. I'll, I'll okay. come back to you. So chicken wings, Vita, Vita, chicken wings, money, and money. Yeah, that's all you need. If, I assume and a little and little condoms for your baby dick. Yeah, I, should little, you make? Well, you know, no, because a new woman it, in the afterlife. Not in the afterlife, I ain't knocking anybody up. Really? There ain't no. I'm, I got ghost sperm. I'm gonna hit the ghost egg and make a ghost. Oh, so baby. you're gonna bang, but you're not gonna. Fuck work. yeah! Okay, I'm banging. Okay, 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 you kidding me? Gotcha. Think gotcha. all the beautiful broads that have gone up to heaven after it all went bad. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure. <laughs> Everyone from the RSS Titanic. Unsinkable Molly Brown. No, she's yeah. not dead. Oh, she is. Well, she's dead, but not from that. You know what I mean? You Whatever. thought Kathy Bates? Yeah, Kathy Bates. Is she's still alive. Still alive. But I'll be chilling and waiting for Kathy. Yeah, just waiting one day. Yeah, this reminds me Kathy of a YouTube Bates video that fantasy? just dropped that everyone needs to check out called Handjob Cabin. Yes, <laughs> and it's a trailer for like a horror movie. Yeah, and you know horror movies, everyone ends up just having sex and then dying. Yeah, it's pretty much that, but it's handjobs. Mm-hmm. There's this ghost that like Gives the, the plot of it is there was like a teen that was given a handjob, her first handjob, and then like it was too vigorous and she hit herself in the head and fell out a window and died <laughs> and then like th- like, like a year that. later like a group of teens goes to this cabin and <laughs> the ghost is just giving everyone rough hand jobs till they die <laughs> and, you know, it's, it's pretty good that's good t- i like that tim always uh sends me links you know it's like you got to watch this now and very seldom do i do but for some reason i clicked on this one and i was happy to see the title which was hand job cabin hd um <laughs> and it delivers it delivers on it. there's actually a part in it where uh they go to get Lubiderm, some sort of lotion that's all dusty, and then she won't use it because she likes it rough. And that's how well, we can't give a rough hand job if you lube it up. You give a different kind of hand job. There's like a part where the guy's like crying and spitting on his own dick. It's uh, it's a good trailer. It's yeah. Is it going to be a full movie? No, it was just a funny, funny trailer. But the production value is insane. All right, I'll check it out. Um, Anyway, you 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 know banging your dead people reminded me of this. Same man in the afterlife. You don't have to worry about babies. Yeah, wow. Or STDs. I mean, do we know that? Can there just be little? Um, we're not we're not bringing a new life into the undead world. Okay. That doesn't make any okay. sense. That's nonsense. I'm gonna take this in a really different direction. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was younger, I had this little stuffed dog that I loved dearly. His name was Mr. Woofers. Nice. I want Mr. Woofers with me. I feel is like he that. still around, Mr. Woofers? Oh, he's still around. Okay. Yeah, he chills with my mom these days. Gotcha. But you know, I'm I want him and he'll be with me. I definitely need some coke. Sure. I, it needs to be good Coke. Mm. A fair amount of Coke. Probably mm. as much Coke as you could possibly fit. And you're talking about Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I want Nick. some nice headphones. Okay. Like, some nicer beats, headphones like than Dre. I've ever had, not Beats by Dre. I want real <laughs> They don't get nicer headphones. than Beats by Dre. Beats by Dre. I think the they headphone. might have already done that. But I want that. And then, I don't know, it's maybe like a Lunchables. A Lunchables. Mm-hmm. Fuck Lunch- you. No, Lunchables. You're as like bad it. as this idiot who's making the pizzas on those pages. Well, see, that was pizza. the thing. Kevin, like, when, like, earlier we were, we were kind of like, yeah, Colin really brought good. this up like a week ago or whatever. <laughs> Kevin suggested that he be buried with me. Yeah. And it's like, I hate that idea. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I really do. But it's also like he would get things done, you yeah. know? And it's like, I don't know. And that's the thing is, like, I don't have any idea of what I would need to get done when I'm dead. Sure. I just don't know how that works. Good point. Like, here's the thing. I, I thought I'm just laying there chilling, which is why Coke and Mr. Woofers is all I need. But with you, you have this whole plan to, like, have a fucking army, like, banging everyone and just doing Not all this everyone, stuff. everyone. But I'm just saying. You're going to bang, though. I'm going to bang. Yeah, and it's like, I mean, shit, I didn't An really think about that. eternity of banging. So it's like, I, I think I might need Kevin not to bang, but to, I mean, you know, all options are on the table. But the thing, uh, yeah, the, the one thing I'm curious about with the, with rampant after afterlife, other world banging sure. mm-hmm. is does moving to the afterlife break earthly contracts? So, for instance, your marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And does it also erase? Yeah. Till death does part. Yeah, yeah exactly. Part. So that's what I was getting to. And does it also erase? Does it also erase? Uh, kind of like promises or like you know uh, I'm in an uh, exclusive relationship, and my my in- instincts tell me that once you're not on this earthly plane anymore, all bets are off. Yeah, and you can start banging and doing all sorts of heinous things to other dead Ghosts, people. Is yeah. that right? Does that sound? I right don't to see. You? I don't know. I don't know about that. Yes. because there's the area code rule, and that rule doesn't exist. You know, unless you. But that's Chris. a joke. Yeah. It's there ain't nothing funny about banging in the afterlife. Once you're dead and you're it's in the afterlife serious. and you can you can you can have sex with whoever you want, whether it's Gil Montgomery uh-huh. or the unsinkable Molly Brown. Uh-huh. You are gonna fuck the unsinkable Molly Brown. I know it. I know you. I'm are. just laying the foundation right now. Is all I'm saying. But once you get up there, she's you watching get... you right now. What's up, dripping. Like ecto- <laughs> ectoplasm, ectoplasm, ectoplasm. Of course, uh-huh. she's a ghost from her vagina. Now. The thing about it is once you're up there, you don't like the the worries and the little things that get you down on a day to day basis. You don't have to worry about it then anymore. So I think you, you, you can travel. To, this is like the Seinfeld episode. You can travel the cosmos. You can go wherever you can do whatever you need to see. You see everything. You can know everything. You're not gonna be hung up anymore on like you, who you're in. Lo- you love everybody. You're in, it's the afterlife. Everybody's up there. And if you're seeing them, it's heaven. So they're good people, too. And it's like the so. 1960s. I like it. Yeah. yeah this yeah, sounds. Yeah. yeah. That's they call love, it the man. afterlife of love. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that sounds cool. I'm yeah. down for this. In that case, condoms. Again, no ghost babies or STDs. Yeah, yeah but, but you condoms know. Condoms make it just more special. It's more exciting. Condoms condom, ruin everything. Because the condom might break. You know what I mean? And you're like, well, what are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's sexy. Nick, Nick wants you very only one condom. Just so one that he has. <laughs> but I'll reuse it if need be. <laughs> I don't know. I think, I, I don't know. I don't know. You I, I mean, I, w- I would want for sure. To make sure that no matter what, whether or not Tim wants it, Kevin's in that. Oh yeah, buried tomb with him. God damn, that's it. for sure. So I don't. Now, as far is as Kevin me, I don't dead know. yet? No. Okay, good. No, no, no. Uh, it, Kevin, are you going that, in willingly? No, it doesn't matter. I'd make it work. He'd make okay. it work. Kevin would have like a probably suffocate, TV, but other than that, yeah. it'll be good. no. He'd have a little shoot. You know how they had like you know he had to have a little shoot built in so people could just slide him the pizza lunchables right yeah. into his mouth. He would definitely have that, and he would definitely have some vent system, and he would definitely have a surplus of HDMI cables coming from yeah, everywhere because he needs Wouldn't to make matter. sure that there's not an angle he's turning that some TV is not connected somewhere yeah. with different fucking feeds because yeah. he can't just fucking watch one thing. I, I hate you so much, Kevin. I like the idea of the reverse grave robbery, which is Tim dies first. <laughs> Nick breaks into Tim's tomb <laughs> not to steal anything, but to place Kevin in the tomb, and then he seals it. The reverse grave robbery. It's never been done before. Yeah. Until until Nick's done, he's like, you're not buried with enough shit. So oh, I'm going to keep doing that. Go in there and replace all the Coke with RC Cola. Oh, oh my oh, God. No. no, no, no. Playing pranks. That's some, or like whatever, whatever that safe way Cola is. Refresh A, whatever. Refresh, yeah. dude. You just get some of that. That shit, boy. Sucks. Oh, no. Yeah. That shit. 
build oh. your tomb out of it. Yeah. So no I, matter where you looked, there was always refreshing. On some real shit, fuck Pepsi. Like, wow. Fuck Pepsi. Wow. Dude, Pepsi's good. But that Safeway shit. Yeah. Pepsi's mm -mm. good. That's that's real. I'm going to try to get that, that Back to the Future Pepsi. See, that's the thing. I'm down for that because on some collector shit, but like. I want to drink it. There's nothing wrong with I ain't Pepsi. down for fucking Pepsi. See, at Andronico's, Pepsi is 20 cents cheaper, so I buy it. Mm. Even though I'm buying like exorbitantly expensive everything else, I got to save that 20 cents Wait, on that. Wait, their cola you're buying? Sorry. I'm buying Pepsi. Thank you. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. Nick was talking. I was not talking. Someone was talking. For the first time. Yeah, the, <laughs> the voice is in your head. I've been moderately quiet on this one so far. Uh, I So I think I would be buried with, uh, you know, books and a, and a computer with a good internet connection and unlimited amount of power, video games. See, you said just Vita. I mean, I would want everything. I mean, just put as much into that tomb. Make that tomb I as big as possible. I can go to the cosmos. M make it, just make that tomb as big as possible. I'll finally have time to platinum. But you're, you're contradicting yourself <laughs> in the sense that you're saying that you have innate abilities to understand and know everything. Right. But that should happen instantaneously if you have those kinds of powers. So mm -hmm. what do you do after the split second that you know everything? Well, then well I I'm going to go, go back go in and I'm going to earn some trophies, through. you know, and, and go about I my business. I don't know if it's initially that information is all given to you as much as at your fingertips. I'd want to rewind time, get on Amelia Earhart's plane, just watch. You want to get on Amelia Earhart's plane? Um, as the ghost me. As the ghost me. So you know what happened to her? Yeah. Even though they kind of figured it out, right? Yeah, I think so. They I think they found thing, a plane, and it turned out that yeah. one of the transmissions they were getting from back in the day that they thought was bullshit was real. That's, that's oh, I'm going to talk to her. I'd probably bang her. Yeah. <laughs> this is weird. I want to just you know what? I'm going to risk. I'm a, yeah. I'm just going to I'm just going to be Greg's sidekick on this. I just want to watch him get that. <laughs> I mean, I'm also I'm, I'm going to be banging dudes too. Are you? Yeah. Why not? You're just banging everybody. Free um, love. So wait, what you're saying? I don't like the way you looked at me when you said that. <laughs> Because I just said I want to hang out with you, and your immediate thought was I'm going to bang some dude. I was letting you know what Dead you're getting dude, in for. Nick. So Greg's like, Nick, I'm going to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, if that's how we have to go. We're hitting up George we Reeves go. right away. Wow. All right. We want to see what's happening with him. Talk George, George Reeves is in the, the old Superman? And, George yeah, go and find Greg, out what happened to him, too. And I Greg talk to him. 69 George Reeves before he leaves as well, I'm sure. Sure. <laughs> I'm going to start there, and then the, the, af well, the afterglow talk will be like, so did you kill yourself or were you murdered? I really have been wanting to know. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's, that's something. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, something. I'm going to figure. Uh, it's very simple in the afterlife. Yeah. Figure out life's mysteries. Fuck everybody. Yeah. Damn, man. It sounds like a fun That's afterlife. how I've been living my life, like, in, yeah. in my head, you know? <laughs> You my know. God, this is I like this topic a lot. I don't yeah, know how we got fine. here. Do, is, is this good for you? That's fine. That's Do you great. like this? It's, it's better than last Thursdayism. Okay. How about fucking Kevin's belly button, <laughs> which is Are really not a myth. Oh my God, oh, Jesus! Is it? So it's like a super massive black hole. It looks like a. Nice. It looks like you know. It looks like when the dough goes bad on like a, a pizza, and like a hole breaks into it, and it's sucking. It's, it's like eating itself. <laughs> That's what it looks like. <laughs> looks like a what is that? I never saw that happening. <laughs> the self-eating pizza? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> it looks like a, it looks like a, like a whirlpool of dough. <laughs> it looks like... You could have just said it looks like... What do they, they call the big... The maelstrom? That's what it looks like. A, a maelstrom. maelstrom? Yeah, a dough. A storm. Nick, what's in your tomb? I don't know that I'd have too much. You guys are already assuming that you're you're going to be able to use all this stuff. I mean, you'll be pretty much inanimate. So my, my first thought was someone's going to want to rob my tomb. Just to see what's in oh, it. Oh, so she's booby trap? Not booby trap, but I would be like, I would want to be buried in whatever like Justin Bieber is wearing like right now, just so that people when they they saw me they'd be like, what the fuck? <laughs> what was Nick thinking? <laughs> like a backward trucker hat, maybe a grill that said yeah, like like in like black diamonds, like yo, yo what, what up? up? 
So I'm like, or like YOLO, yeah. <laughs> he just says YOLO. That's amazing. Just like, and then I'm like, I'm just like throwing out peace. Just throwing out like a peace sign with like a cool varsity jacket. I love this. You know what I mean? That's and the like, best. I'm, I'm just dying. I'm like, you know, at that point, you know, I would let my hair yeah. grow out a little bit. So it's like the like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark where it's just like, you know. So the hair is all crinkly because it's the last thing to go. And I would just be throwing That's out. That's good. You know what? Mr. Woofers can stay with you. I'm going to give them to you. Yeah. There's just just like Beaver Nick and Woofers. So like, uh, here's my confusion on yours. Mm-hmm. You're dressing like this for the people who break into your tomb? Someone's going to want to rob my tomb. He's, it's the long okay. game. Because I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming at this point we're all absorbently wealthy based yeah. on Colin's uh, you know, precursors to this. So I think that people like that Nick's going to have at least something fun in there. And when they get in there... They're going to be disappointed. It's be totally empty, except for you dressed like. That. I'm just going to be maybe like maybe like they make a like a, a, a some sort of throne, you know? Yeah. Out of uh, I don't know Taco Bell wrappers or something. Sure. Something just to kind of or Starbucks cups probably that'd be amazing. Just sit me up, just prop me up in it. It's like weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Yeah, <laughs> fun. Maybe even I have some like you know when they step on one of the parts of the floor, my arm goes up like this. Oh right shit, he's alive! Shit, what's up? He just old man Scarpino still kicking. Just peace signs. Just constantly throwing peace signs. That'd be fun. That'd be real good. I yeah, like he, that. He a lot, died man. in 2054, and he's he's buried in Justin Bieber clothing from 2015. <laughs> it's, it's the long on game still. Oh, the long on game. Trend. I like yeah, that I so know. much. I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of things that I don't know. There's not a lot of material things that that I'm drawn to. I would just, movies. I would really, want movies in there? Yeah, I guess I would want like the entire anthology of the Bond films. I would probably want that in there. I would probably want Netflix just to on ever. So you can Netflix and chill? Yeah, just Netflix and chill with myself. Is that just. We're on single. Is that when you run. put like Netflix on mute and you just masturbate? Is that what that means? It's called it's master just, dating. Master dating? Yeah. That's hot. It's when you go out by yourself and just do things by yourself. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably want Netflix just to, or HBO just so I can not watch it. You know, I like the option of having it there, but I wouldn't want to watch it. Maybe just. Maybe so someone like comes now. in. Yeah, maybe someone comes in once a day and just like blades through all the stupid shit that's that no one wants to watch. Sure. And adds it to my Netflix queue and then blades all the way over to the right and then back over to the left just to make sure they didn't yeah. miss anything. That could be and it goes down, 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 and then realizes there's absolutely nothing to watch on that platform. Yeah. And then puts Mrs. Fisher's murders back on. Just back on. Mrs. Fisher's murder. That's what murders? my wife's watching right now. What is it? It's like an Australian show about nineteen the roaring nineteen twenties in Australia. Is it good? Where, at all? Uh, yeah, it's actually pretty funny. Okay. My it's one like, request is that we all die at the same time and that our tombs are next to each other with doors. Could we have a live yes, stream? Yes, finally we get the yeah. adjoining doors. Can we have a live stream camera on our Yeah, our oh my God, definitely. Us? Yeah, That'd be awesome. And then, yeah. like again, in the prank, you always, like, every three months you have something move. <laughs> <laughs> Just so if anyone's watching, like, what the hell was that? I wish that John Carl's still out there still on our channel. Yeah, exactly, He's exactly. like, hey, guys, I got this great Squarespace sponsorship. You know what? Another <laughs> a great prank I was thinking when you were talking about how to, you know, prank people with your body and stuff <laughs> would be to, and it's similar to putting Kevin in against Tim's will, in any one of ours, you, you knock Grimecraft out, and then he just wakes up in one of the tombs with his DJ set there, and he's just got a DJ until he dies, too. Wow. <laughs> I would be down with that. I like everyone having... To, I like this idea of forcing people to be in our tomb with us <laughs> He's be like, for the rest sucks, of their existence. And start playing music. But you don't have to force... It seems like Kevin wants to be in Tim's tomb. Tim doesn't want him in the tomb, which is why you have to do the reverse grave robbery to begin with. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a forced thing. I mean, it's one of those things where and I simultaneously happens, love and hate it. it. Yeah, Kevin Coelho. You know, <laughs> once it's happening, pros I and cons. It. But I feel like you're. I feel like the one thing you haven't really thought about yet, Tim, is the humidity of that tomb with Kevin oh, in there I constantly. Mean, just yeah, but sweating. here's the thing. There's an ace. Like Kevin already connected that. Like 
that's the thing. Is it's like, do you see the fan next to him? Did we have a fan free Kevin? Pretty hard to no. miss. Pretty hard to miss the fan that's sitting one inch away from Kevin's face. It really is and one inch from his face. It's like a four foot fan. It looks like an industrial. When he's fan gonna fall like, over and take his face off like two faces. It's really gonna just yeah, it's gonna go right through his face. Kevin would be a Batman villain. You know, like he's totally cool now. Well, you know, almost. And then eventually he just fucking cracks. Well, no, no I, he's going to be your villain one day. Oh my God. You guys I have know, been best I of know. friends it's forever. And like he is, but you shit on him all the time. He's going to beat me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's, it's the moment he decides I that I'm his enemy. He's the villain for sure. Ooh. Ah, that's, that's what they all say when they're the villain. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Every villain thinks they're the hero. That's what the villain says okay. usually. Yeah. Been okay. With that. okay. Yeah. That was a fun topic. That was a good topic. Yeah, that one was brought to you, ladies and gentlemen, by iTunes. Yes, iTunes. Head over to iTunes right now. Subscribe to the Game Over Greggy Show. Rate us. It means a lot to us. Yeah, I'd really appreciate it personally. Because it's one of those things. I want to get the numbers on Game Over Greggy up. Because I know that there's a lot of listeners out there. I think a lot of people just don't. We never really push the iTunes thing too hard with right. this show. So I, I would like it if you would go out there, subscribe, leave a nice little review, let us know whatever you think about this. Because Gamescast, amazing. P.S. Thing. I love you. Those have been doing. Those are doing well. great People because that, yeah. they came a little later. Right. So like we were already on iTunes doing that stuff, but Game of Greed kind of lost that initial. So initial we're asking people to go give another push. Mm-hmm. Get the so bowler nice. rolling again. Thank you. If you want us to have cool tombs, we need these ratings. Yes. The bigger the cushion, the harder the pushing. Yeah. Why did I leave that behind? Oh, you got me on that. I don't know about it. I just, I just know the phrase, the more cushion for the pushing. Yeah, it is. It's, it's. Uh, is it a song lyric? Is that what you're saying? It's, um, is the, it Pearl the, Jam? No, it's the. Uh, is it Pearl Jam? Why can't I think of it? The Christopher Guest movie. Um, oh, Spinal Tap. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or no, it's how did I leave that behind? Which I think is the funniest. That is great. The funniest. Oh, right. Double so big, uh, but, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thanks. It's been a while since I've seen Spinal. I haven't Tap. seen it in a long time either. Nick. Yes. What's your topic? I want to talk about Matt Damon. Just in general? Just in general. I saw The Martian. Don't we're ruin it. Now you... We're yeah, supposed to see it. Feel free to ruin together. it. We're going this weekend. We've made a mandate. My wife understood this. Having mm-hmm. said that, my wife did not care. <laughs> and she was like... <laughs> she understood. I woke up at like. 9 o'clock on Sunday, which is a little bit later for me. Normally, I get the sort of like cabinets are rumbling, dishes are starting. She's been up since 7.30. And uh, she was in the shower, which was nice. Nice thing to wake up to. And I walk in doing my normal thing, which is the snake. Have I told you about the snake? No. Sometimes I go, I do the snake where it kind of comes in and then just randomly grabs shit off our shower caddy and drops it. (laughs) She does not like it. (laughs) But I think it's growing on her. So I go to do that and she's like. Are you like making like any noises? No, it's a silent. It's a silent snake. It just comes in. Here's the curtain. Yeah. It just goes. At what point does she see it? Not until it drops something? <laughs> she fucking hates it. She it's it's really similar to your, your Cobra thing. It's the python. The... <laughs> Please stop. <laughs> Please You're no. scaring Greg. Stop scaring Greg. So yeah, my wife basically was like, look, I really want to see this movie today. I'm, she's out of town next week with her at her mother-in-law. No, no, no. And I was like, yeah, right. what? This is after you drop something? This is how the conversation Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, uh, this is what I do. Like, where was the segue from the snake? Well, no, I was I like, went oh, into, I want to see this. I went in to she's do the snake. The, she's like, I want to see the Martian. <laughs> I went in to do the snake and about three, like, uh, just like a foot inside the bathroom. I was like, I know you're in here and I want to see the Martian. We're going at 1130. Your, your, your choice is either 1130 or 12. And I was like, babe, I told the guys that I'd go see it with them next week. She goes, well, you're going to see it twice then. 
I was like, okay. Marriage Hashtag sounds wise. awesome. Well, she was, you know, <laughs> it was it was just every she day was that really, passes. The thing is, with my wife, when she's super fired up to see a movie, I always want to encourage that. Yeah, no, she very seldom sure. actually wants to go to the theater, and I love, I, I still love the experience going to the theater. Um, even though I, this that this was a good experience. We we always go to the we either go to the well, I guess it's the same showing. The kids and old person showing in the morning, where it's like sure. before noon, mm, so you get there. And all it is is loud kids or old people, depending on what movie you're seeing. And in this one, it was just old people. I love the old people films. Oh, I fucking love it too. Oh, I hear them coughing and sucking on Warther's originals. Yeah, there's <laughs> no, but they, occasionally you hear this. You hear this. It's dead quiet, and it's like yes. a, it's always a poignant moment. And someone says to me like, "Kate, I've always loved you," and you hear it just from the back of the theater. What did he say? Yeah, no. <laughs> what? What's he doing on the screen? I can't. Yeah. I can't see the screen. That's funny because uh, kids are like that too. The oh, kids, kids adults. What's what's happening? Hold on, why? Who is that? Who's that? It's like it's the the main character. Yeah, they've been here the whole fucking time. Yeah, I saw Inside Out with a bunch of kids. Oh lord! And I can't it, even it, it's a kids movie, so if you're gonna go see Inside Out, I'm sorry, you're, you're gonna have you're gonna kids find in some the fucking, fucking goddamn rugrats. This shit's killing me. But there are kids. There are kids it. in the front row that straight up. I, they just haven't hit that place in their life or, or, or in their brain's progression where they realize that there's actually something you're supposed to be paying attention to here. So they're like fucking cramming toys together in the front row. And then like the row behind me, the kid's constantly asking like insane questions that have nothing to do with the screen at all. Like what are we having for lunch? What's having for dinner? What's going on? Am I going to get a Twinkie? What the fuck's going on? Then the kid right next what to me. What the fuck's going on? Then <laughs> <laughs> there's a kid right the next to me who's like on? that right age where she's like she's maybe seven. Maybe six, seven, and understands, and is like crying, you know. And that—that's, well, you know, like at the, at the moments that are really, oh, yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah, a night, yeah, wow, yeah. this is really having an effect on me. And R. you R. look over that, you're like, you I, know. that's what I. That's I love what to I imagine was when I was you just, I just like imagining this theater and like the, the the white flicker on everybody's faces, and it's Nick surrounded by children that are unattended. And there's one sobbing next children. to him, one cramming toys together, oh God, and one asking be. what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I like that's funny, but I like the old the the visual of the old people movie better. Oh, the old people movie is the best. By far, it's the best. <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> what did he say? Greg doing the coughing like that? <laughs> it's all wet and phlegmy. Oh God! So, you know, yeah, that's how it gets. I love, I love I that. That's so it. that's so funny because that is true. Like the poignant moment, it's like. You're scuffling around there or whatever. What did he say? <laughs> What's Roberta, what did he say? <laughs> <laughs> um, Matt Damon. But anyway, yeah, so we went, we went, we ended up seeing The Martian. And it was one of those things where I haven't seen Matt Damon in a lead role in a really long time. I forget how good he is. He, last time I, last thing I remember seeing him in was he was, uh, well, I don't know if I want to spoil that film, but he, he shows up as small I think characters. I, you're thinking of the same one. I yeah. think you're allowed to spoil that one now. Um, I don't think you are. Really? Yeah. All right. No. I, I still think that's I'll a little leave it. fresh. But recently, um, what movie are you talking about? Well, wow, sp- you would know. Okay. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. But he just that he, is a good he's one. been random side characters and things. You sure. Know. He just kind of pops up and you're like, oh, that's cool. It's Matt Damon. And, and that's like side character. That's my really favorite. cool. Yeah. Is he, when he's just there. It's like, oh, it's Matt Damon. But yeah. here's my thing of dialing it back. Let's talk about when, what, what, so leading man roles for Matt Damon. I do jump to all the things where I'm thinking of him being a side character, a side character. Is Bourne the only, like, thing where he's out front? Well, he, like. Carrying the picture? Yeah, the first pick movie I remember seeing him in was School Ties. Where that was when Brandon Fraser wow, was huge. Yeah, 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 and he yeah. was the at he was like the prick, the asshole yeah, kid yeah, yeah, yeah. that like ratted everyone out. But that's not like, like front facing dude. But yeah, I'm sorry. No, but so that that was him as a side character. And then of course he did Goodwill Hunting, which is kind of kind of blew him up. Yeah, started doing the Bourne movies. Um, but like recently, like did we bought a zoo? 
And then like, oh, yeah. there was a couple other movies where I was like, what the fuck is Matt Damon doing right now? They're okay movies. They're good. Yeah. But then you see him in The Martian and you're like, oh, I forgot. This guy is a megastar. Yeah. And that, that, that but it's so fascinating yeah, you, that you, you, do you that. Don't, I don't think of him like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not that I don't think, I think of him as a failure or anything, but yeah, I don't think of him as the I'm in front carrying the picture movie star guy because I think of Ocean's Eleven. I mean, dialing it way back Man, for me, Ocean's I think 11. of, this is fun, weird now because like he is, he is a movie star and so is Ben Affleck. But growing up, right, and Kevin will be right there with me on this, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon were your boys that you fucking knew and understood because of Kevin Smith. Because yeah. of Chasing because, Amy. Because of, well, no, yeah. I mean, I'm, I mean, from Mallrats and then, like, you know, the first time you watched the Mallrats DVD commentary, mm-hmm. which was a podcast where Ben Affleck was just hilarious during it. And you know what I mean? And then, yeah, and Chasing Amy. They're both like, in Chasing Amy, though, aren't they? Exactly. In Chasing mm-hmm. Amy, it's Brian O'Halloran across the, the thing being the guy trying to buy the comic book. And next to him is Matt Damon, who's super young and hasn't done anything, probably right. other than school ties or whatever. I think he did it. Well, yeah, I think that was like right after then, school Then that's when him before. and Ben start Goodwill hunting behind mm-hmm. the scenes or whatever. Whatever, as they get they win their Oscar for that they're filming Dogma you know what I mean like this yeah. is like you know being part of the Kevin Smith community back then the mm-hmm. Skew universe and the message boards and everything else you felt like these were your friends so to see them get I remember when Ben Affleck started dating J-Lo and I was like are you fucking kidding yeah. me you know yeah. what I mean Ben Affleck is dating Jen- and now that, he's Batman yeah and and I know Batman. right and it's just like the, the scales are, were all fucked up in terms of like this like yeah. you as a kid and probably just somebody growing up I didn't First off, I don't think this is, you know, the dawn of the age of feeling like you actually know a celebrity, right? Based on there's commentary tracks and interviews and this and behind the scenes Twitter stuff where you're like, all sorts of well, not, no, this, I'm talking about when I was in oh, high school. Oh, you're talking about that, okay. With them, right? To then have them grow up to be this thing now. And you're like, well, Jesus Christ, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's crazy. But that's impressive. And that speaks, I think, volumes to, to a, his, just him in general as a human being and, and to his character is that he has had that long career. And how many people often do that, right? Yeah. Ben Affleck. I don't think. Um, well, I guess he's. I guess he's had. You would say a better career than Matt Damon in some regard because I think in he's some regard. he's done slightly more higher profile films. But like you're talking about a career that spans thirty years almost at this point, right? Yeah. Like Days Them Confused for Ben Affleck Jeez, was like yeah, yeah, yeah. early nineties. Maybe yeah. coming up on that. So it's just fascinating. I mean, that, that these are just people that I admire. Like I admire Matt Damon. And I admire the fact that he's been able to hold it together. I admire that he's still. You know, I think I looked up his uh, his filmography before we came in here, and I forgot that he was like a side character in True Grit, the one that the movie that came out with uh, Jeff Bridges. It was it's a remake a of fantastic movie, fantastic movie. But he's just a random, like he's the random other guy, mm-hmm. and you're like, that's fucking Matt Damon. Like it's fucking Matt Damon. Which, like that just reminded me of you saying that. My favorite thing Matt Damon was ever a part of was the Jimmy Kimmel War, where Jimmy Kimmel. I don't remember the exact order of this, but Jimmy Kimmel put out a video. No. Jimmy Kimmel was with Sarah Silverman, okay. right? Yeah. They split up. Yeah. But then he had her on his show and they oh, were doing I this whole fake thing. <laughs> and then That's right. she put out this music video called um, I'm Fucking Matt Damon. Yeah. Do you guys remember this? Yes. Vaguely, but I don't you know. It was the all. fucking best thing in the world. And it's just a whole video of all the places that she's fucking Matt Damon. So fuck you, Jimmy Kimmel. Then Jimmy Kimmel responds with the I'm fucking Ben Affleck. <laughs> and it's it. And he ends up fucking Harrison Ford and like everyone's fucking Ben Affleck. It was It's the fucking best. Yeah. It's oh, pretty man. amazing. It's the best it's thing the Matt Damon's ever done. Best. best yeah. thing he's ever he's done. He's got a sense of humor about himself. Yeah, definitely. Wasn't also, and I, I'm struggling to remember which movie it was, but wasn't he the guy who was saying Scotty doesn't know yeah. in the one movie? Yeah, oh my God, Euro Trip. Yeah, it was that's Euro Trip. Random, like yeah, two yeah, scenes yeah, in Euro yeah, Trip. Yeah. Scotty doesn't know. Argue, I mean, uh, by far the biggest celebrity in that movie. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah no yeah. one else in that movie did anything else notably that I can think of. Michelle Trachtenberg. What's that? 
Yeah, but what what is Michelle Trachtenberg Harry the spy? Yeah, oh, Pete right. and Pete. Hey, hey, I'm with you. Hey, hey, hey. She's the, good. So the one I thing I, I like about about Matt Damon um, is his association with Saving Private Ryan. Mm. And what and so another example. I, uh, well, the, well, what I was going to say about that, and I don't know how you guys feel about it. Saving Private Ryan to me is very easily one of the great movies of all time. Yeah. So like. I'm I'm fascinated with anyone's association with that. The only more fascinating person in that movie's association was is who? Guess. Can you guys guess who's in that movie that I can't believe you're not saying his name right now? With Vin Diesel? Yeah. Yeah. Like so that was awesome. So oh, like yeah, Capazzo. Yeah, yeah. Capizzo. Yeah, no, Caparzo. So, Capazzo. I love and Tom Sizemore she looks, she looks and, like and BC and all these all these guys are in this movie. Like my niece. But I love that I, I'm always fascinated when there's like this like seminal movie and then looking at and Saving Private Ryan is a seminal movie. I mean, it was a really fucking awesome. I'll never, I'll never forget seeing that in the yeah. theater. I'll never, yeah. ever forget seeing that in the theater. And that D-Day landing is still like one of the most insane fucking scenes oh, I've ever still seen. Is. In my life. You can't. The violence in the beginning of that movie is like almost unprecedented. Like the way they sh- just showed it. And I was like, this is awesome. This is the way it should be because this is the way it was. Um, but I love looking at movies like that. And I'm like, it's just fascinating looking at the roster of people that were in movie, like how they just c- c- came together. Vin Diesel, who I, li- I like Vin Diesel, but yeah. not one of the great actors of our time. No offense to Vin Diesel is associated with with <laughs> in this weird permutation with Matt Damon and all, who is also not one. I don't think one of the great actors of all time, but they they put this permutation of people together that make this great movie. And I love that. And that's not the only movie that and you guys don't want to talk about the other movie that he's in. That is like an exceptional movie that he's he like you know happened to be a, well yeah to be but a part of you don't have to go that far down i mean remember like and of course oceans 11 and the, oceans, the oceans movie awesome. where he's just a, a kooky like and that's the thing that's that's what I, what I appreciate about him is that he does these roles that don't always paint him as the the superstar in the superstar yeah. life right. right whereas like a guy take a guy like vin diesel and this is not knocking vin diesel um he always has to be the superhero right he's always the guy that can you know jump a car off a bridge jump out of the car and grab someone and bang into another car and he's completely okay right so he's never going to be with i guess with the notable exception of the pacifier um he's never going to be um a character that's second to anyone in a movie right um even the fast and furious series he was he's always been the the main headliner uh you don't count except for three except for three well you know three 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 was necessary yeah that was a necessary real you don't count Um, group i don't count group okay not necessarily because I don't. I was just because you're saying he needed to be the front. He was. Just I think that was more just funny. Sure. Like they're like, oh, we'll just get Vin Diesel. Anyone could have done great. I don't think you necessarily brought too much of that role. But yeah, with Matt Damon, you got it. He's like he plays Rusty in the in the Ocean's Eleven series, and he's just kind of a fuck up the whole time, or just kind of you know he's kind of comic relief in a movie that has a lot of comic. He was relief. in The Departed as well, right? He was in The Departed, and he was in The Departed as a guy that was like not likable. Yeah, right? he ends bag. up being like the heel yeah. in that movie. And, that, well, that's what I was going to say to that similar role, and that's why I want to talk about. I, I like because we can the spoil, role, we can put we, the spoiler I mean, hat on. If all you right, want. so yeah, well, we're going to talk about because it is a secret that he's in it until you see it. Right. No one knew. I don't. How, but, see, how I don't old think it's is this movie? Two years. Two years. Exactly. Right. That's my thing. And I he's, really don't think this would have ruined. The I don't movie. think it's going to ruin it either. He's in Interstellar, right? And his character in Interstellar, he's a fucking dickhead, mm-hmm. murderer, mm-hmm. and. Like I actually was uncomfortable with him playing that role, where I was like, I was like, why did you? It worked. That's why it was. So but I was good. like, That's yeah, but I was like, worked. why did you cast Matt Damon as this character? Awesome, though. Like, when I know, you but first see him, it's like, but I don't want to not what? like him. I guess all American hero mm-hmm. guy. You just it's Matt Damon, so you immediately right. start assuming the best. Yeah, yeah. And Aww. that's just another movie where he's associated, happens to be associated with a permutation of people, a more talented cast, I would say, than Saving Private Ryan. That is is another really in my mind one of the great films that I've ever seen. So. Not that I've seen ever, you know many movies. I've, I've seen a lot of movies, but 
So I just I just like the permutations of that, and then I I don't want to understate because I'm a huge Bourne fan, and I don't want to understate like those movies are fucking awesome. They're awesome, all you know. And even and, the last one that came out that didn't even have minute, I thought was pretty good. Still stood on its own two feet. I didn't see it. You didn't see the last one? No. Bourne Legacy. It's yeah. good. Is that yeah, the I mean, Jeremy Renner one? Yeah, it's cool. Well, I, mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's not Bourne. Yeah, but it you know what it did well was that it was a uh, it's basically a side story. Like it's happening while the events of the third movie are happening, the Bourne Ultimatum are happening, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of cool to see. Because the idea was that obviously, like they were shutting down all other operations with, I think it was Treadstone in that one. If I always get which one, one was Blackwater. It doesn't matter. Um, they're shutting down all the all the operations, so they have to go out and for some stupid reason kill everyone. I don't know why. They just like we have to loose really. ends. We have to tie up all the loose ends, which means we have to go after all of our super assassins that we've made, and nothing bad can happen from this. <laughs> um, and so they go after one of them, who was like one of their like genetically altered guys and that this is when they like the, the group has risen to a place where they're no, they're no longer just training people mentally and physically they're actually genetically altering them to be like faster and stronger and smarter and jimmy rainer is one of those characters and he just he plays a really good character it's cool it's it's a very simple movie you're not gonna you're not gonna be blown away by it but i think he'll be entertaining. but matt damon will be in the fifth born movie matt damon is in the next one i don't know what it's called i don't think it's titled yet born again um, that was the other thing about this guy i go watch we, we bought a zoo and i don't know if it was intentional or not but he looks like a dad Right, like he's not muscular, he's not buff, he's looks a little bit older. Dad body's dad hot here. right now. Yeah, you know he's wearing like the dad jeans and shit like that, and it's just about him and his relationship with his family and this this piece of property they bought that just happens to have a zoo on it. I didn't watch it that closely. It could be about something completely different. Um, <laughs> but then you see him in the beginning of The Martian, and he's fucking cut up, like he's shit yoked because he saw he's because I think he had just gotten done either filming or he's got he got buff again for for. Born and I'm like he's not young anymore, but like to have that dedication and be able to yeah. actually go do that because you guys know what my lifelong dream is is I have two lifelong dreams. Get One taller. is to be on the cover of a magazine where they just take the picture of me with a little oh, light right. in my eyes. Yeah, right? lights. The other is to have someone pay me to have to work out. Mm. So in reality, Matt Damon has accomplished all of my goals. He sold the screenplays, won an Academy Award. He's had that picture. I think I don't know. I can't confirm. He must have probably at some point. Time and Time Magazine, Matt Damon of the Year. Yeah, and he gets millions of dollars. He was to the have Matt Damon of the Year. Yeah. It's Matt Damon of the Year. <laughs> Matt Damon wins Matt Damon of the Year. What's crazy is Ben Affleck won it two years in a while. <laughs> so I, I don't remember. So you know, it's Team America, right? Yeah, I remember Which, Team America. He oh was not. God. He did not do the voice. Was that, that. not no. him? Damn it! That would have been so much better if it was. You know how that, you know how that came that. about, right? No, I don't. But they that made, was the funniest. Thing they made in the, the world puppet for. He was supposed to have lines, apparently, evidently, as the story goes. He was Matt Damon's character was supposed to be like a, a shitty heel side character, and they got the the puppet back, and they they oh. the way they described the way it looked was not using a term that I care to use, but they were like, "This thing looks like mildly handicapped, yeah. in the brain," and they were like, "I bet all he could say is Matt Damon." <laughs> And that's all they made him say. The whole they took all of his lines away. So every time they threw to him, it was just, he was that was just it. Matt yeah. Damon. Oh man, and that was him doing it though. Would have made it. No, but I mean, yeah, yeah. You're thinking more along the lines of like when they cast George Clooney and like as the, the dog as the dog, and he was just the he was just the gay dog. That's and all I did was go her. He was like, and he was quoted as saying, I think something like he's like, yeah, I was excited to be a part of it, and then those sick fuckers cast me as a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I just uh, I'm excited for you guys to see The Martian. I think it's a nope. it's a good return to form for for Matt Damon, and you forget how he's just a fascinating person to watch. Very talented. Um, I think you guys will like it. I'm assuming we'll talk about it probably on next week's podcast. I, I like the. Uh, I just like how Tim and I. I don't know why I'm laughing, but the return to form for Matt Damon yeah. made me laugh. I don't know why. <laughs> like, what so does that funny. mean? Because I think because I think he's legitimately a Back leading. Back to being guy. a superstar, I'm he's leading a leading man. man. He is. 
he is very well rounded. He's a great actor, and he's compelling to watch. And and you know, and you you've read The Martian, and so mm-hmm. you know most of it's based on these logs that he does to yep. sort of keep track of what he's doing, but also like kind of keep sane. It's all written from that perspective. Yeah, and so he does those, and it's it's like a vlog basically. I mean, he's talking directly to the camera, so as the audience, you're sitting there watching it, and he's talking to you. And it's it's it's, it's fucking phenomenal. It's so much fun to just watch him like explain these deeply, deeply scientific things to us in a way that. Like I don't, and I don't consider myself smart, especially when it comes to science. Pretty much cheated my way through biology in high school. Uh, I don't even remember taking chemistry. That's how dumb I am. Pretty sure I did though. Um, and he's just, yeah, he puts him, he puts these things across. And you're like, I get it. Okay, I get that. Kind of makes sense. Maybe not from the chemical bond level, but I get what you're trying to do. Um, and that's also a testament to the writing as well. But I, I don't want to talk anymore about that because okay, I feel we'll like save, I'm setting it up. We'll for it. you guys. Yeah, I'm, ex- I'm excited to see it. I don't, I don't know when I'm going to be able to see it, but oh yeah, you're not coming Saturday. Well, it depends on when you're going on Saturday. Well, we're Saturday going to go during a time. I can't go Saturday night. We'll go at 2.15 on Saturday. That will work for me. 2.15 will work for me. Well, Greg, it doesn't work for you. Not hosting a wing competition. Do you want to leave me? You can leave me behind. No. I'll go see it with Christine. No. All by my sad self. I want to go to your wing competition. Christine's I'll not going to want to be with Christine all by myself. I'd rather go to, I'd rather go to the wing wings. <laughs> the Do it. That's, that's, a deep, that's a deep comment I'd like to digest, you know, really get into at some point. Uh <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know if Christine really wants to be with you anymore after you're talking about how all the people you're going to fuck in the afterlife and all of this. I mean, we haven't well, even taken a death to us part thing. Don't, not to mention, don't she's going to want to get don't out take there the, and see what's Don't take happening. the vow because it just complicates your life. You know what I mean? But it look also at, gives look in the out for oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a dead man inside. I'm dead. I'm, a, I'm beaten down. I'm looking for, constantly looking for a way out. I'm like a man in a prison. <laughs> I mean, I'm it's true, it's true. Hey, Nick, tell us the most interesting thing that happened in your week. I did the snake yeah. <laughs> in the shower. Now, like, here's the thing. I would love for a second just to, to hear what goes on in your wife's head. You know? Like, what's your wife's version of you? It's a constant, slow, just depressing sigh. That is what is in my wife's head. It's true. Just the call. You know when Colin does the thing where he goes... No, 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 no. You're dismissed. That won't do. That's what my wife thinks probably every single time. And I ask her, I'm like, are you ever, does it ever occur to you that you willingly married me? And she goes every fucking day, every day I think this. And I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? I don't know. It's like water torture. It really is. Because <laughs> I do weird soul. shit. I'm constantly pawing at her. I'm constantly trying to have sex with her. I'm, uh, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I'm just kind of a. Kevin's knowingly shaking his head yes. Yeah. Well, Kevin, Kevin does actually, the same thing to Tim. Yeah, he does. does. Just wait until they're buried together. God damn it. But at the same time, I don't know. I like being married. I don't know that I could. I like having someone there who's constantly my knock around, like my my pal around, knock around. What do they call it? What's the term? Knock around guy? Knock around pal. Knock around pal. I like that. And I like like that. knock around guy. Knock around pal? Okay. I'm just saying. I've heard it. Knock up guy. But yeah, don't be surprised if my wife just puts a knife through Mm -hmm. me at one point. Oh, no, nobody, nobody would be shocked no. at all. No, I don't even think. I mean, I'm letting you know right now. If that ever happens, just give her give her a pass on that. She deserves it. Three wow. years of me. See if that three holds years up of me. Court. Three years of me in bed with her when she's trying to sleep, pawing at her, trying to grab boobs. Do you see? I imagine. Imagine if, I can't imagine if you're sleeping. You know what I mean? Three years of her not telling me, like bluntly, that she does not want to cuddle with me at night, and yet you keep trying to feeling cuddle? me slowly. Portillo, Portillo, what are you doing? Pawing at the, come here, what are you? He's pawing at the... <laughs> Portillo, come here. He's replicating, he's doing like Uncle Nick does. Yeah. <laughs> I learned from watching you. Oh, buddy. oh my God. What is that? It's me trying to get a ball of yarn like a Mario. I just like the, I like the visual of this. If, if Greg was your wife and, he, and she was laying down, it'd be like... And like, you just... Oh, yeah. Oh, I do it. 
<laughs> just yeah. grabbing the grabbing girl. She deserves some sort of Nobel right. Prize or an award or something like that. Oh, that's for, nice. for dealing with me. So if she ever ends up killing me, shooting me, or whatever, uh, just I'll tell let the her judge. I'll let the judge listen to this episode. Judge, yeah. if you look at the Game Over Greggy show. Look at the October. Matt Damon topic. <laughs> <laughs> or or just present or just point him to the topic last week on a Patreon exclusive where we talked about shitting for an hour and fifteen minutes. That's yeah, for your that's it. for your mind. It was awesome. It was great, but my wife's like, You did what? And I was like, Oh, we talked don't, about shitting. Don't tell her what you do when oh, you Oh, she come started home. listening to our podcast now. She's not a patron though. She would never get that. No, so. but that's she's... gonna really accelerate the divorce proceedings, I yeah. think. Yeah. Well, either that or it's gonna bring us together. You gotta take risks in life, Colin. I know. You gotta take risks. I know, I refuse oh to, God. but you should. Yeah. You gotta oh, do it. Good lord. Tim. Yes. What's your topic? My topic is music recommendations. We've talked Ooh. about music many times on the mm-hmm. show, but usually in a more roundabout way. Or something else will be the topic, and then we bring up music as an example. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we didn't do this today, but we were talking about, like, what would you be buried with? We'd bring up the, oh, I'd be buried with this album because gotcha, I love it. Gotcha, or we, gotcha. we've done topics that are like, what's your favorite album of all, all sure. time or whatever? Like, what music defines the 90s to you? This is different because a lot of people have been tweeting at me or, like, on the Facebook group and stuff. And they're like, hey, like, what music do you recommend listening to? Like, kind of funny you should make a Spotify playlist or this or that. Oh, that'd be fun. I don't use Spotify, so like, I don't really do that, but... I will help Nick make one. I would love that. I uh, so my my thing is I don't know like you two are the ones that know a lot about music. Although Greg oddly enough can sing the lyrics to any fucking song anytime it's on the radio, which it's like you're giving Greg way too much credit. I'm sorry, you're giving Greg way too much credit on this one. One for one, like 100 percent of the time, I'm like I'll put a random 80s song on and he will just know every lyric to it. And I don't know, you know, you guys know me. You've heard me try to sing songs. I don't know the lyrics to anything. I will make shit up. I use the word stuff all the time. Yeah. I left some stuff in the city. I'm doing some stuff and it's shitty. That's what I do. That's the way we got to I left some stuff in the city. Um, But Greg will just be like, I mean, Greg just busts that stuff out. But I would say, music knowledge aside, you two probably have represent more of a polar spectrum in the music knowledge. Like you like the indie sort of like rap hip hop scene. Yeah. Colin knows that, but Colin also has just a vast, vast, vast knowledge of anything from probably I would say 81 on. Is that, is that a fair assumption? I would say 81 to 2005. Maybe so, like the yeah. late 70s to 2005. Yeah. My, my knowledge of today's music is... I'm often yeah. shocked at how much all of you know about just random types of music. Yeah. Just random bands and just artists and stuff. And just how deep your knowledge is of their library. Like not just the hits, but like the deep cuts of the albums and stuff. I'm like, what the mm-hmm. hell? Like mm-hmm. you with the lyrics, I don't understand. Like you Weezer, get upset. Like you say that we Weezer. give Greg too much credit. I don't think so. I think we give Greg the credit for knowing the lyrics and knowing the general melody. You get upset because Greg doesn't like stick into the song. So yeah, Greg, Greg doesn't just, understand time he just takes signatures. The fun parts of the song. Hey, he like, skips like, like Greg and I will start sk- singing the song, and it's like you know, and then Greg will just skip the top. Like, right like, to like the just like right I'm like, what do you like? How am I? First of all, how am I supposed to know that? You know. Like how yeah, am I you're supposed saying, to yeah, I thought we were just having a jam session. But that's not how you have a jam when we're, session. When I'm Greg. singing something off of the radio, I stick to this. You stick to that. Yeah, I'm trying to fill it in there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what upsets you about it. But I mean, are you not impressed by this the, man's knowledge? The of big lyrics? thing is, I I think yeah. for radio stuff and what you pick, what you go and put on the Spotify when we're in the car, and I know the lyrics to. That's all general pop culture. Colin's not impressed because when he's on the elliptical, he'll put on Zebrahead and go, "Do you remember this song?" I'm like, no. Okay, I guess, no, I mean, well, that's actually not it at all. I was just saying that I I agree with you that you know the the melody, but you don't. I don't. I find that you're making lyrics up a lot. 
Mm, mm. You don't think you're making them up. Okay. We've had those kinds of conversations. He does know the melody. He does. He does. Well, under, he has the K rock knowledge. Though, base. It's like even with like rap songs, which is the thing that I wouldn't give Greg the like. Oh, he he would know this. But it's like you give a random like old Snoop Dogg song, and Greg will just fucking do the whole oh, verse. Yeah. And I'm we're like, wa- we were walking to TwitchCon. Yeah, and he just and I was like, must industry. I think I was like singing. Uh, it was either Gin and Juice or something from the Chronic, and I was like. I you know how sometimes I'll I'm in my own little world but like give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble and Greg's Compton like in Long Beach together now you know we in trouble yeah ain't nothing but a G thing baby, baby. too well, loked out Greggy's going crazy he will he'll label that pays me unfadeable so please don't try to fade now back to this is it it's that what you guys just did was fine. But then Greg goes even farther. But he'll do that. He'll do that with like a weird, like, I'll be like flipping through stations. This never happens, but this is just an example I'm making up. No, because when you get in your car, I'm like, hey, put on some music. And you're like, okay. And it's just the AM static of where you're, you're, well, I asked you to put on music last time and you put on a quiet song from MGS and it was like this. (laughs) And then it was just a dull rumble. And then quickly was like, all right, Colin, you put on music. (laughs) I'm like, Colin, you're, you're, it's, you're up. And Colin's like, yeah, well, you should have come to me first. He gave me that look like, is this going to happen again, or are you yeah. going to come to Colin first? Pop a Colin first. <laughs> Colin um, just busts up the fucking pet shop boys. Like, what the fuck <laughs> that was going awesome. On? That was awesome. I got no, a but, great play. But that's one, of, that's one of the things I like about hanging out with you guys. Like, Greg will be, if, if a country music song comes up, I'm like, oh, this is Garth Brooks. And you're like, no, it's not Garth Brooks. It's so-and-so who daddy from... Tennessee, and I'm like, how the fuck do you? So and so, who daddy is criminally underrated. <laughs> in the country. It, blew, it blew me away that you were actually like, I like country. I was like, he's just kidding. And for like four years, I knew you. I thought you were kidding. Yeah. And then eventually, I, was there like, was a, I started somebody, riding in cars. With you. Somebody like, thought that the Taylor kidding. Swift thing was a giant joke too. I thought it was years. And they sat me down like. Uh, I still so, think it kind sat of me down. Now, eh? I <laughs> thought your your relationship with Taylor Swift was kind of like our our joking relationship with how much we trump up Fast and Furious. You know, we you like don't it. jokingly trump it up. You guys don't jokingly <laughs> trump it up. It's fair enough. fair enough. I guess. Love is real. But okay, so so going back to it, like I think about this a lot because I definitely pride myself on one of my passions being the music that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm very knowledgeable about it. Having said that, it's like I feel like I only really know very specific things and I don't know anything outside of that. Mm. So it always shocks me when you guys seem so well equipped with this knowledge of like late 80s music, 90s music, mm. all this stuff. Like mm. there's certain things. It's like if I hear the song, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I remember hearing that. Or like I guess for me it was more the 2000s era because that's when I was in middle school and high school. So it's like all the shit music that came out then that it, I will always love from the bottom of my heart. And like Lean Back or the Terror Squad. Yeah. You got to give a shout out to that, you know. Um, and like T.I., like all, all the rappers of that era. Jaquan mm. and all of them. Mm. And all these things that are just like, this isn't good. But it's like. It brings me back to a time. That was the and, time. and I think that a lot of the songs that you guys listen to that I'm like, I know who this is. All right. I know the song, but I have no idea who it is. And you guys know every fucking yeah, yeah. lyric. It's just, it's impressive to me how much you guys know. And I feel like you're all from very different backgrounds and different places. Yeah. But know? I think we, we all are close enough in age that we experienced at least particularly like the mid eighties to early nineties at a time when we all were cognizant of what mm-hmm. was happening. Right. Like when I went and saw straight out of Compton, I was like, Oh, now I'm not, I don't, I haven't studied NWA by any chance, stretch of the imagination, but I remember uh, that time period. I remember them getting arrested. I remember obviously the riots after the Rodney King beating and, 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 mm-hmm. and that verdict was, was given. And so those were, those to me were, to use a Colin phrase, touchstones to that time period of like when I was growing up in Riverside watching the news and being like, that's happening in LA, which is only 45, maybe an hour away from where I'm currently sitting right now and having the world go from being really, really big to me all of a sudden to being like, wow, this is a very small place, actually, because this could be mm-hmm. this by, you know, this could be happening in my town. 
basketball line for all I know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I get most of my knowledge from you guys, right? And like, that's why I love talking to Colin whenever he puts on a band because we're having a conversation with someone on, on one of the hangouts, uh, one of the Patreon hangouts, and we were talking about uh, Green, Green Day. Day. And I was like, oh, Dookie, hands down, like the best album. And Colin's like, no, 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 it's this. And then, and then he, uh, I forget what his name was. It was a Josh? No. Um, I can't, it does. Uh, he was like, no, 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 it's this other album that's really obscure. And then Colin and him and had an obscure album off where they were like, no, 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 this well, is because he said Warning was his favorite Green Day album. Who's and that is literally the Warning sucks. <laughs> and that is lit, and he's and that's literally no Save, offense. Xavier, Warning is awful. That was, was like it? considered like the downfall of the, of Green Day, which was why when they came out with American Idiot four years later, everyone's like, all right, this is American Idiot is not a, a fantastic album, but it's a good album. It's and, it's a, and it's a concept album, which I like, and it's different because they don't mm. do concept albums. I like concept albums. We can talk I about that. I believe it was James. Was it James? But I we were, I was busting his balls because I'm like, I've never heard that. Like when I got warning in 2000, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, like, because you have to understand Green Day, Kerplunk is, a, and, and of course, like, 10,000 whatever smooth out slappy hours like their independent release. That's an interesting album. But Kerplunk's a great album. Dookie is the one that 94, the seminal, the one seminal record. Of. Right. Uh, um, Insomniac is a good record, but I think that it was very rushed. I mean, they made that album like really quickly. Um, but Nimrod is the one we were talking about. And Nimrod, nah, Nimrod which came out in 97, one. I think is their best album. That is a fucking killer album. And I got to go back and as a 311 fan, I call it the Transistor of Green Day's, uh, mm. Green Day's catalog. Transistor mm. is this really... Transistor is the album that came out after the Blue album, which was their really popular album with Down and all mixed up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it's like a concept album, and it's weird, and it's long, and it's spacey, and it's for fans. Right? Yeah. It's not really for like consumption generally. Now there consumption. are songs. Uh, nice guys finished last. Uh, Good riddance is a very popular song. I mean, I was that was in the last episode of Green Day, mm-hmm. but and, and that's on those records. But I like the deep cuts because. You know, I like exploring. When I find a band I like, I like exploring their catalog. Sure, and and discography uh, they call. It. Like Three Eleven has eleven albums and a bunch of EPs and all mm-hmm. sorts of stuff. And and I know every one of those songs, every one of them lyrically. I know the ins and outs of all. I can't play most of them, but I, on guitar bass, but I know how the guitar and bass. Like you get to know something so intricately. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. The thing is, is that th- my love of Three Eleven is is a legacy thing at this point. I don't know that I'd recommend people today just like start listening to 311. I would, though. Uh, they're great. They're great. They're, because it's that sound, and that's the thing. When I hear 311, it's that sound of an era that's that was, I mean, so fucking like poignant in my brain at the time, right? It was a seminal moment in our lives. It really was. And it was, it was a very big, distinctive, like, to me, a break with the reality of what the 80s were to me, where the 80s were like all pop and glamour and glitter. And then you get into the, the 90s and you've got that sound of like that 311 or the Sublimes or. Um, you know, punk starts to get bigger. Scott starts to get a little bit bigger. Scott was huge. Um, that was that was what I think you're responding to, which was we were listening to uh, No Doubt or Colin was not, not No Doubt. Uh, the original version of um, It's My Life. It's My Life. And oh, my like, Yeah, and you were like, oh, someone remade this, and I was like, no. Well, I didn't say that. I mean, I knew that you I, made a joke about. Yeah, it. yeah you, were, you were joking I, around. About I just it. I hadn't heard the the other version before, right. and that's just because I'm young. Like that's really. It. Oh no, it's, I'm it's not, funny because people would be like. Like, oh, you're so you're stupid. You don't fucking know. It's like, I don't fucking know it. Oh, like, no. I, but that's the first but, time I heard it was no doubt. But that's a realization that I have all the time with movies where I'm like, oh, that movie was really great. And my wife would be like, you know, that was a book, right? Like every good movie is a book. Yeah. It's the same with songs. A lot of really popular songs. Well, not a lot of really popular songs, but a lot of a, a good entry into the market for a lot of these bands is to pick a popular song and then do an awesome cover of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, covers and no doubt and, did that all the time. And covers could be better. I mean, I always talk about I, I'm a huge Tears for Fears fan. It's like well, actually mm. one of my very favorite bands. Um and uh, which I guess shows like my affinity for the eighties. Where I love Tears for Fears, songs from the Big Chair is a fucking oh my god, what a great record. Um, but Mad World is the remake of Mad World is better. 
I think, than like the the, the Gears of War commercial sure, Mad World. I think sure. it's actually a better song than the original Mad I World. So I don't I don't often I think you say the remake of Shout. I was like, oh, that was not better. Oh, Shout two thousand by <laughs> yeah, Disturbed. Yeah. Um no, that's that's certainly not better. But I'm also I, I discover things all the time. I'm a big fan. I know this is funny, but Rod Stewart's uh, um some guys have all the luck. I love that song. I think it's a fucking awesome song. It's like a fusion of like Rod, Rod Stewart's Stewart. Like, yeah, like because it's a fusion. Watch of, your tongue. It's a fusion of Rod Stewart's like seventies rock sound and like you know like with like new wave sensibilities. And mm-hmm. I, I always loved that song. And I was like reading about it, and it's a cover. And really? I was like, and then I'm like, I didn't know fucking idea. So so it's it's not like yeah, my parents yeah, probably yeah. know that. So I, I I accept that you didn't know that Talk Talk wrote "It's My Life." Um, no, I had no idea it was a band called Talk Talk. I've never heard of that band. I'm sure I've heard their music before, but that's my that's where I come in. Where I'm like, who did that song? Like the other day, I was listening to a song that I've heard millions of times that I probably know the lyrics to, and I was like, who did that? Well, I was like, it's the Bengals. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm not gonna remember that. Not gonna remember it. But you to, just remembered it. I don't remember the song though. Ah, <laughs> I don't remember what it was. Uh, but to my point about like 311, like I, I, I you know, and, and some of our favorite bands. I don't know if you guys agree with like some. Like I just have a real affinity for them. Mm-hmm. But when I think about bands that I'd recommend. That I really love. Mm. Like, there's a few. Like, I, I think Dredge is probably the band that I like that actually is the best band. Really, like in terms of in terms what song of, would I know from Dredge? I was playing them when you were here yesterday. They're they're you probably wouldn't know any of their songs. They they're San Francisco based. Actually, they're really in the Valley. They've been uh, together for uh, seventeen or eighteen years. Same lineup. They so only the have like Valley or Silicon Valley. The uh, Silicon Valley. Okay. And they um they came up with like Deftones and a bunch of other bands, but they're not they're not like that. They're like a space rock. Um, or like art rock, Death alt rock kind of kind of uh, band, and they write concept albums, and I fu- and that's what I was saying before. I fucking yeah. love concept albums, and I and um, you know, bands that do it right, like Ben Folds Five's uh, last record before they broke up, and then they, they're back together now. But um, the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner, which is a, a an album that a lot of people don't like because it's not as catchy, piano rocky as uh, whatever and ever Amen mm-hmm. or Ben Folds Five's uh, self titled album. Reinhold Messner is a concept album, and and I like how the songs merge into each other and i like i like in an era where that's not from this era but that's 15 years old now but in an era where it's about singles or a few songs it's not, or maybe about a b-side every now and then but it's not about like albums and, and these track order and stuff like that i like that dredge writes in such a way that the songs go in and out of each other like the end of the song is at the beginning of every mm-hmm. track which i love they, mm-hmm. they do these things especially in el cielo which is arguably my favorite record of all time where randomly uh, they do these things called brush strokes mm-hmm. where they'll randomly just start playing a song from earlier in the album or mm-hmm. later in the oh, album. It yeah, hasn't yeah, happened yeah. yet. And they'll play it for like 15 or 20 seconds and then it'll stop. Honey and stuff. That. And I, I love that kind of shit because it's cerebral and music. I think there's different levels of enjoying music, but as a musician and someone that I came up my, the reason I know music, it's not because I, I have an innate talent. It's because my family is really obsessed with music mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like really, really into it. That's the reason I know old hip hop. That's the reason I know new wave. My, the first album I ever remember listening to was when my parents brought a Crown Victoria Ford in like 1987 or something like that. And my, my dad popped in the cassette tape to, ch- to, te- to test the cassette when we were going home or whatever of Days of Future Past or whatever, the, the, uh, the Moody Blues album. And I was like, and I was like that, and I'm like, I, so like I have a deep lineage with a lot of these bands that I really love. Not because it was like, oh, I just love music, mom and dad, and let's play music. It's because mm-hmm. like my parents were like, listen to this, listen to this. My sisters were like, you know, I'd, you know sneaking in their room at night or whatever when they were, after I was supposed to be in bed and they were doing homework, we would listen to whatever it was we were listening to, Tears for Fears or right. uh, uh, Depeche Mode or whatever. That's how I got into Bare Naked Ladies, uh, Juliana Hatfield, 10,000 Maniacs, uh, like a lot of, you know, heart, all this like weird shit. That's, that's why I know these bands. So it's not like, Anyone can do it. It was just yeah. that I was exposed to it. And if I do have children, 
I'm going to do the same to them because I think it was really valuable. My parents let me play instruments. They encouraged me to do it. I, they let me fuck yeah. around with whatever I wanted. They let me listen to whatever I want. I told the story of when I brought the Blue Album home by 311. I had never heard anything except for Down by them. I brought it home. My dad always looked at my albums. And I remember it, I remember being scared because it had the parental guidance thing on the front. And, and I was 10 or 11. And, right. I, and I remember one of, the song, this is one of their songs called Guns or for Pussies on the back of it. And I was I was afraid. He just looked at it and he, and he clearly read it. And he's like, all right, whatever. And, and like, so they never stopped me from doing anything. Like, that's the only reason I know it. So I don't think it's like, you know, I just get it. I think I was just exposed to it. And, and I'm happy I was because I fucking love music. I listen to music for hours every day. Just like when I get up in the morning, I just lay in my bed and listen to music mm. before I even like leave the room. So it's funny. It's funny you mentioned uh, how you were exposed to it because now thinking back, a lot of the bands I liked at least earlier on and the ones that self stuck with me because I'm not I don't go as deep into uh, music as you guys do, obviously. But I do remember very distinctly when my brother got his first car, he did the thing where he bought the Alpine stereo like CD player where the face like flipped out and you could like take it off. You could take it off with you and like you put your pocket to bring in your car so no one could steal it, right? And then he bought the freaking like he was like, How big is my trunk? Cool. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna figure out the biggest fucking sub work for I can put back in there for God knows what reason, but that's what they do. Um but he used to listen to we like Blair and one of the bands I think he introduced me to, which is still today, is Rage Against the Machine, and I always I always talk about them because it is that moment where I was listening to like you know the uh, now blank spank on the uh, blank, excuse me space on the album I think Battle for Los Angeles, um, and he would just like just fucking crank what was the year that God I want to say like when he graduated so maybe ninety four ninety no so it was, their, it was their self-titled album was it yeah was self-titled ninety two Evil Empire ninety six Battle Empire, of Los Angeles because it has the, it has the guy in the front of it like, like the yellow white. album yeah, with yeah, the red yeah. star that's evil that's um, like, yeah evil but yeah it just just moments like that and then of course he would always go down the catalog he was really into Metallica so he had every Metallica CD and one, remember those big books that you'd have to carry your CDs mm. in? oh yeah uh, like I got one out there yeah and and it's fascinating so he had that and he introduced me to Metallica which I never really got into truth be told but then like bands like Guns N' Roses bands like the you know he his music catalog was my re-entry into the 80s where i was like i never really paid attention to the 80s and early 90s and all of a sudden my brother gets an, an album called um uh was it teen spirit no what was nirvana's first album was it teen spirit oh never mind never mind that's, that's not was. their first one but that's the one that the one with the baby floating in the yeah that's and i was one. like what the fuck is this what is this cover of this that's what is this child such, a, such an amazing album cover. yeah and like and he was so he would play these things and his friends would bring then cds into his car and things like that and so like you're getting exposure to Pearl Jam, you're getting exposure to like Soundgarden, and like my brother time. was really into drumming as well. And so anything that had a great Spoon drum, like man. that's how I learned. That's how I listened to Rush for the first time. And he was like, "This guy is the shit. Like he's the best drummer on Neil the planet." Perk. And I was like, "All right, I'll take your word for it because I don't give a shit about drumming at the time. I didn't." Um, but then I gave you him fell appreciation. in love. So yeah, it's interesting how that because we I didn't grow up in a household that particularly played music, and so my dad liked bands like groups like the Beach Boys and uh, the Beatles a little bit here Beach and there. Beach Boys, but, man, Pet Sounds, holy yeah. shit, that fucking record is good. Yeah, oh but, my god. So recommendations for me are the uh, recommendations for me are the bands that I always come back to. Right, it's those bands where I'm like, oh yeah, I haven't listened to Led Zeppelin in a while, so I'm gonna listen to Led Zeppelin, or I haven't listened to Guns N' Roses in a while, and I know those are the kind of the easy gets, but they really are the bands that were either the front runners or they were doing something fucking amazing back in the day. Yeah, I I, I agree. But, I mean, those are... I can't tell you how good Pet Sounds is, by the way. If people haven't listened to... Like, that's one of the great rock albums of all time. Pet Sounds is a fucking... Pet Sounds was so influential on the Beatles. I mean, that tells you, like, how... Well, how have, you seen, have you seen a movie about him? About... About... Uh, Brian Wilson? Brian Wilson. No. No, not Brian Wilson. Um, is it Brian Wilson? From the, Be from the, from from the Beach, Beach Boys? Boys? Beach Boys, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, keep, I keep getting him confused with a newscaster. Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Uh, Brian Wilson. Yeah, Brian Wilson is uh, 
not smart. But anyway, it's a, it's a movie with him and uh, John Cusack plays the old uh, Brian Wilson. It's supposed to be. I haven't seen it yet either. We should watch it together because my wife said it's phenomenal, and she said it'll it'll give you such an amazing. If you, she said, it, if you appreciate Beach Boys now, it'll give you even a deeper appreciation for what he went through and how that music came about because he had he had some very serious psychological issues that were very very mistreated for a long time. So it's pretty fascinating. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think the Beach Boys are funny because I, I just feel like the British invasion was so. I mean, it wasn't there, it wasn't all there were. There were a lot of random ass bands in the sixties. The Turtles and all. Like, there's just a lot of random bands, but but the Beatles were so seminal. We haven't had a band like that ever again, where it like sucked the oxygen out of the room. Where like the Beach Boys did really well, considering they were contemporaries of a band that sucked the oxygen out of the room. Was so the best band ever. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I, I mean, want to talk about recommendations? The Beatles, like especially like the later albums. I've talked about it before, like Sgt. Pepper's Magical Mystery Tour, White Album, Abbey Road. These are fucking really 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 good records and that was after they stopped touring too so they were playing shit that they couldn't even play live like they didn't play those songs that's the thing i mean those are more concept than than the other ones which were a little bit more single based yeah like let it be and all like like these are fine rubber soul i mean but it's just like i i I don't i i really do cut off i have a cutoff with the beatles of like 66 or 67 is like when that i feel like they were really really good you know like Mm -hmm. before that it's like very it's very poppy generic rock where they were trying to figure it out and you had like the Yardbirds and all these random ass bands doing Mm -hmm. their things elvis was out and like people were feeling the groove or whatever and figuring rock out i mean we we forget rock was when the beatles were making rock was like 10 years old you know it wasn't like Mm -hmm. anyone knew what the fuck it was supposed to be rock has never gone away since um but I love those records, man. If you if people haven't listened to you know the Beatles, they're hard to get their hands yeah, on. Yeah, that's because they're not say. they're it's not like, streaming anywhere. And that's stuff, the unfortunate aspect. You can't get them on Spotify, right? I don't know. No, Apple Music, Apple music is Apple Music, and, and Apple Music it, being the holder of you know not not Apple the computer company, but Apple Music, their label, mm-hmm. are they're nuts. They're not jobs. So, oh, um, it's too bad. But it does speak to the relevancy of that group and how great they were <sighs> and how impactful they are. That they're still the Beatles are still touted as the best one of the best if not the best group of musicians ever and you can't even if right now it's it would be hard for me to even find a Beatles song unless i went on and purchased one yeah you have to you Which have to buy not hard, no yeah, but, but i mean it's for, hard. but, but it's what i'm saying is contrasted to how other people like how most people consume music these days which is through these music services like spotify and apple yeah. music where I, mean, I don't think that's true i think most people are buying them from it's possible it's possible but i mean it's definitely going that's definitely the direction it's going in right mm-hmm. where people are buying less and less physical media and their or, or media in general and they're just subscribing to these things thus making it every band a little less relevant than i think it would be if you had to put that money toward it but the beatles are still going to be the beatles are just going to be considered one of the greatest bands ever for forever yeah for as long as we have ears yeah i Great. agree what about you? Like, what do you recommend? Because no. like, you listen to a nothing. lot of stuff. nothing. <laughs> no, no. Metal Gear really? Solid. I mean, music's the one where I. The, the famous story goes that once uh, from at IGN, LA uh, blasted out. Hey, does anybody? Was when IGN still had a music channel? Hey, does anybody want to review the new Weezer? Our freelance just got fell through. Does anybody want to review the new Weezer album? And I was that way from my desk. And before I got back, there were five responses that all said, "Greg, Greg, Greg, Greg." And I was like, "Yeah, I'll do it totally." And like, he's all right. Here's I'm sending it to you right now. Great. I was like, great. And then I stopped and then I turned back around and emailed the back. And I, I was like, "Hey, heads up! I don't. I only listen to Weezer, Taylor Swift, and Damon. Like, I don't know if I'm the guy for this. You know what I mean? Like, I don't." Music isn't a huge thing for me. It just uh-huh. isn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? I enjoy it. I like it. When I run into stuff now, I go out and I make an effort. I make an effort to buy it. You know what I mean? Because I want to. My catalog is one of those things that kind of like I think like most people's right. Kind of stunted after college, maybe. Like in mm-hmm. college, you're down. I was downloading everything and have CDs. You know, just dozens yeah. and dozens of burned CDs out there with singles and tracks and stuff I ran into and liked. And then it was like I just listened to that forever. Mm-hmm. And then now it's so easy with iTunes that when I find something I want I, or, or like, I go out and buy it, try to support it. 
But yeah, like I'm, I don't consider myself an expert in the field at all. So it's mm. one of those things where it's like, I love Weezer and I love Taylor Swift. I recommend trying them out if you like them or not. And if you don't, no big deal. I love Dynamite Hack. I think you should do that. Lucky Boy's Confusion, right? Like, I love that you love Dynamite Hack still. <laughs> Dynamite Hack and Super Lucky Boy Confusion right? had that one good record. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I had them all of them, but yeah, they had the one good record. With the boss man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's they're, so they're crazy. Big label one. Yeah. Like it's so nuts to me that like music is not that big of a deal to some people. And yeah. I, I guess it's just, you know, it's one of those things that video games aren't to some people, movies aren't to others. Right. But I appreciate like, it, and it's not, I'm not stupid. Like, if it went away tomorrow, I wouldn't miss yeah. it. Like, no, I love, I love you know, uh, the way it'll make me feel when I'm walking and listening yep. to it, the perfect track comes on mm-hmm. for the perfect thing. Or, like, you know, I, I now, like, the regiment for an airplane is getting on, putting on Taylor Swift in 1989, going to sleep. You know what I mean? Like it's it's like there's all these Super different fun things when you're sitting next to him. <laughs> what? Me just sitting there with the hood pulled over my face? Yeah, you're like it's hilarious. You're, you're such a different guy when you travel too, because I think that that's I think in your in your brain traveling is when you actually take a break and stop moving. For yeah, a sure. Second. I, yeah, you have an excuse it's, not to work. Yeah. So Craig, last time I sat, I think it was the only time I've sat next to you on a plane, like yeah. right directly next to you. I look over, I was like Tim. And I like fucking with you, so that's fun. So I just yeah. keep you awake constantly, I'm hugging you. And I look over at Greg, and he's got like an Assassin's Creed hoodie just pulled over, and just you can see the earbuds kind of coming out. And there's a Vita just on the standby here in case you in wake case up. I wake, like, if I wake yeah. up, I don't play Vita it's for it, sure immediately. But I've gotten, so, I've trained myself in airplanes so much that I can't, I can't stay awake on airplanes anymore. I don't, I don't blame you. That's I, great. I, I just get on, and as soon as I hear the engines, even if I want to play a game, I start getting sleepy. Mm-hmm. It's probably good. But yeah, that's how me. I mean, like you know, music is obviously a huge part of everything, but it's just not like something yeah. I go out of my way to appreciate or find. And that's why when I do find something I like by hook or by crook, I try to go for it. See, it's so interesting because to me, like it is such an important thing and it's something that I I read about every day. Yeah. Like I look into and I'm like looking forward to releases. Like I have a mental calendar in my head of like when things are coming and I look forward to those things, you Mm -hmm. know, whether it's music videos or new singles or finally the album coming out. And I feel like over, I've spoken about this many times on the show where Napster and Kazaa and LimeWire and stuff were so seminal in my life in kind of creating who I was and playing games like Tony Hawk and all these or even Guitar Hero that taught me about all these different types of music. I kind of found myself there and I was like, all right, I like this. I like this. I don't need to worry about all this other stuff. I can just focus on what the things that I like. Mm -hmm. And I dug real, real deep into it. And then I found these, the core groups of artists that I like really get into and kind of vibe with and understand where they're at, whether it's, I like their music or just like what they're doing and all this stuff. And somewhere down the line, it's like, it's, so I've spoken about them many times, but so Q and five as a music collective, which is ran by tone deaf. But in addition to tone deaf people, I don't talk about that much. Like there's this guy, pack FM, there's this other dude, Substantial. There's a group called Cunning Linguists. They're probably the... Oh, that's a good name. Yeah, it is. They're probably the biggest thing from Q&5. I mean, they're definitely the biggest thing from Q&5. But what's interesting about them is that they, you know, were 20-year-old, 19-year-old dudes 10 years ago. Yeah. And they decided to name their group Cunning Linguists because it's funny. Yeah. They're, they're Cunning Linguists and yeah, whatever. And they made music that was just kind of fun and just, you know, like... Hey, we're underground and we're cool. And like, it was just perfect. It was such a time thing. And then they made another album that was the same way. And we were all kind of like, we're growing up with it. But then all of a sudden they got older and they were like, we're going to do something different. And they put out a concept album called a piece of strange. And it, when it first happened, I didn't like it at all. And I'm like, this is not the fun dick jokes and stuff that I yeah, enjoy yeah. so much. But then it, it took me maybe like two years to like really I, I wouldn't give up on it because I cared about these guys so much. I was like, it must be me. That's the problem. Like one day it's going to click and all of a sudden it clicked. And I'm like, oh, nice. oh, I'm older. Like I get this. I get what they're doing. They're doing something different. And then they started doing more and more and more. And then I started realizing that 
my music taste kind of specifically the, my passion is this independent hip hop stuff. And I love a lot of mainstream hip hop artists. Like I love Eminem, Lupe Fiasco, Kanye. Like I love these guys, but I really kind of segment it into two things that when people ask me, what do I recommend? It's two very different sectors. One is it is the fun loving stuff, like the old school cunning linguist stuff that is just cool and fun to listen to. And it kind of gets you, you know, like in a mood, right? It's like a specific time. Then the other thing is the, this is an investment that you're, you're doing. And it's kind of what you were talking about. Like you were involved in the artist's legacy, you know, and you want to know every single song and the whole discography and how it fits together and why this album came after this one and the mm. sounds and all this stuff. And I found that I, I look for artists that might not be that, but are just the more single fun. Like I just like their sound. Like G Easy is a perfect example. I like him. This, this rapper, that I, I, you know, he's he's great. You know, it's, he's not like on this level of like super lyrical and like all this other stuff. Like he's not what you think when you think, you know, underground rap. But it's like it's not about that. It's like he makes fun music. Yeah, and I enjoy it. You know, and so there's him. There's this guy XV. Um, Kyle Lucas, like there's a group of people that I would definitely recommend you guys at least listening to because they all have unique sounds. They're just fun. And you listen to it and you're like, I like this. This guy's having a good time, you know. But then on the other side of that, there is the modern day cunning linguist, which at this point, Piece of Strange came out in 2006. We've gotten a couple albums out of them, a couple different mixtapes. And there's there's three members. There's No, Deacon the Villain and Natty. No's the producer, but he also raps sometimes. And the other guys are just rappers. But over time, Deacon has started producing as well. All that information goes to, to show that over the last 15 years, I've really kind of dedicated myself to loving the work that these guys do and seeing them evolve and seeing all this stuff grow. And each time they put an album since 2006, it's been either a concept or a themed album. And everyone has a very different sound than the last, has a different production value and has a different goal and there's always like um, their follow up album was called Honorology, which is the study of dreams. And the whole album just told a story about dreams. And I like and it was amazing. I like know? heady shit. Like and that. Uh, yeah, and a piece of strange had this like really, really deep thing with like so many metaphors and stuff. And it's, like, it told a story when you listen to the album. But you can also listen to the songs individually. There's an album called A Piece of Strange. A Piece of Strange. Yes. That's a great and it, turn it, of phrase. And it's great. And it's like the whole thing. It tells this story of this. It's a, a story about a kid that decides he's going to be a rapper to get famous and stuff. But then he meets this girl that kind of ruins it because, um, you know, he falls in love and like it distracts him from stuff. But the girl's name is Mary Jane. And she is also a, a metaphor for marijuana mm -hmm. who he gets like addicted to like, like that ruins his life in another way. And then her father is um, a racist and he's black. She's white. So it causes all these problems. And it's like, all of that is told through crazy metaphors and stuff. Like it's not directly said to you. You need to like listen to it. And I've listened to that album thousands of times. Like if realistically hundreds of times. And like over the years, I've gotten little bit by bit. And I'm like, oh shit. You know, like this is crazy. And um, recently, Deacon the Villain just released his first solo album. And he produced it himself and, um, and rapped on it and features a whole bunch of other people. And it's called Peace or Power. And it's another thing. It's like themed. It's very 70s funk and... Um, it's fucking awesome. It came out last week. You guys should definitely check it out. And what blew me away by, and the reason that I kind of made this my topic is the fact that I'm listening to this album. I'm like, man, this sounds totally different than anything I've heard before from them, but it has the same polish and the same energy and thought put into making a quality product, you know? And I'm like, man, they did this 
for the me's out there, the people that are really dedicating themselves to like wanting to enjoy this stuff mm-hmm. and it's enjoyable to listen to. But it's there's no singles. There's no like that pop thing. And that's why I have the GEZs and the, you know, their old catalog and all that stuff to listen to. And it made me realize that the music that I recommend to people is the music where the artists really give a fuck about what they're making. And they're not just making stuff for the money or the what whatever. It's like they're making it to make something that they totally believe in. And specifically when it comes to rappers, I think that the the rappers that produce it themselves, so if they make the beat and rap over it, that shows a level of cohesion that they have a vision for what this product's going to be. And anytime that happens, you can just tell. You can just tell that there's a magic to it and there's a thought behind it. And this is the him coming into his own as a producer and a, a rapper and a singer. And the the I know I'm going on real long about this, but the, the last thing is it I think it's amazing because when people think rap song, they think 16 line verse chorus, 16 line verse chorus, 16 line verse chorus, done. Like if it, rap songs all have the same setup. This I don't think there's a single song on the album that has that format. Like every single one has different total varied formats. The totally like the time signatures are all weird. Like it's just very insane. So I definitely recommend Deacon the Villain, Peace or Power. Check it out. I was gonna say before we before we go, because people do ask us, I guess me just me and you mostly about for album recommendations and band recommendations. I don't you know, I don't I can't it's sad because I can't really recommend too much of a contemporary nature, I don't think. But grab your pen and grab your pen and paper, my friends, out there. Because if you want a little a little taste of the psyche of Kamal Moriarty's musical tastes, here's a few recommendations. Okay? Here's a few I'm, recommendations. I'm writing these down in my brain. The Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Only Hard Club Band, Magical Mystery Tour, The White Album, and Abbey Road. Pink Floyd, mm. uh, Dark Side of the Moon, Momentary Lapse of Reason, um, The Wall, etc. You can't go wrong with Pink Floyd. Uh, you can go Tears for Fears, songs uh, from the big chair. I mean, there's a lot of good Tears for Fears stuff. Um missing persons real life these are good bands to listen to if you like new wave uh stone double pilots purple and core two great records really seminal records green day kerplunk dookie nimrod um if you really really want to listen to 311 i would start with grassroots or sound system can't go wrong with either of those albums those are very true albums to their sound uh ben folds five self-titled whatever and ever amen uh unauthorized biography of ryan holmesner really good albums de la soul uh, you can't go wrong with anything uh, from their catalog, but uh, Stakes is High is my favorite. Yeah, Deal I, me too. Uh, a Tribe Called Quest, uh, Midnight Marauders is my favorite, but you again, you can't really go wrong with most of their catalog either. Uh, Muse, Absolution's a fucking really, 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 really good record. Mm. Dredge, uh, LCLO is maybe my favorite record of all time, with the exception of maybe Transistor by 311. Um, Catch Without Arms is another good Dredge record. Uh, Fair to Midland is probably the newest band I listen to, although they're not together. Both of their records are really, really good. Um, I don't know. Those are a few. Those are some good places to it's a good start. starting place. Those are some good places to start. But I wouldn't I wouldn't want to necessarily just to end there. So maybe we'll get back to it at some point. But those are some good places to start. Those Stone Double Pilot records, by the way, I haven't, I haven't listened to gone back and listened to in a while. Uh, Core and, and Purple. Those records are fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. They're so You're playing the other day in the car. I think. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, Pearl Jam, too. The first two Pearl Jam records. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's it. And Weezer's Pinkerton. Oh, we well, I was gonna say Weezer's Blue Album. And Sublime self-titled album. Oh, yeah. A lot of people oh, give yeah. a lot of people give Forty Ounces to Freedom a lot of credit, and I think it gets too much credit. I really do believe Sublime self-titled Which album. One had Century on it. Uh, the self-titled album. Yeah, that was the best. The one that they made right when Bradley died, or that came out before. Like it actually wasn't even out by the time he died. Um, oh my god. Oh, yeah. oh my god. 
they're a band, and we've talked about this in the past, I think, Greg, with you and I, or maybe you and I talked about, we talk it, about Sublime. Where I, I, I wonder, <laughs> Sublime's so well remembered having released really only two records. Mm-hmm. And then they have like the Thief record, whatever the fuck it's called, and like a few other things, but like they are pretty well remembered having done very little. And I often wonder. It was like Hendrix, right? Like you look at Jimi Hendrix and his career wasn't that long, but everyone remembers him as one of the greatest guitars, guitar players and like music. Well, he had raw talent. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not saying that they didn't. They recorded live. They were very raw. But I, I just wonder if it's the same thing with Nirvana, frankly, but to a even a greater degree where I'm like, what would have happened to these guys yeah, had he not died? Out. Would like anyone give a shit? Because I feel the same way about Nirvana, where I think Nirvana is great. Nevermind's a great album mm-hmm. in, um, in utero, whatever the fuck that record's called is really good. I mean, they, they have a good catalog, but we got Foo Fighters because of the. Yeah, of they would have broken up eventually, though. Nirvana um, was. You do that much heroin, you're going to. <laughs> I know some people think it's sacrilegious to talk about Nirvana that way, but I, I just, I'm curious what, how much, what percentage of is it of Sublime and Nirvana's popularity, and, and even Alice in Chains and other bands where it's like, how good were they? Alice in Chains was excellent, but do we care more now because they, we can't ever better see to them. burn out than fade away? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, Tim, mm-hmm. good topic. Thank you. It was sponsored by Loot Crate. Whoa! Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah, you did. You I said did. all this I stuff. Did. I did. Would you classify yourself as a geek, gamer, or a pop culture nerd? Then Loot Crate is a subscription box for you. Loot Crate is a subscription box service with more than $40 worth of geek, gamer, and pop culture gear, collectibles, apparel, comics, etc. delivered to your mailbox every month. Make sure you head to LootCrate.com slash KindOfFunny and enter the code KindOfFunny to save $3 on any new subscription. This month's theme is time, and quite appropriately, we're celebrating the 30th anniversary of Back to the Future, the timeless appeal of Bill and Ted's excellent adventure, and the timey-wimey charm of Doctor Who. Come on, son. It's good. Do you know a lot about Doctor Who? I don't know a lot about Doctor Who, but I know way more than I probably should about Bill and Ted's Excellent <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just spit all over the place. Fuck yeah, dude. dude I you know that the timey-wimey. Awesome. I'm getting a lot of uh, uh, tweets about that, that it is it is a Doctor Who thing. Confirmed. I, I now know. For, I mean, I, when I read the, this copy the first time ever, I understood it was a Doctor Who thing. But now, thanks to Lego's Dimensions and playing mm. through the Doctor Who level, first off, I understand the timey-wimey mm. thing. And the Doctor Who thing seems funny. Okay. He was very funny when he was interacting with Batman. I don't know if he's like that all the time, but if he ha- if he's having this caliber of conversation with Batman, yeah. I assume he's a- is that a funny guy? A is he a funny dude. guy, Kev? He's- you're nodding. Thanks, Kevin. Basically, Loot Crate is like a friend who knows what you love and surprises you with an awesome present every month. Did we mention they shipped over 13 different countries, too? You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jack, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash kind of funny and enter the code kind of funny to save $3 on your new subscription today. Now, there's something about this that I've, I've been thinking about, about Loot Crate's mm-hmm. right up here. Why is it over 13 countries? That's a weird number, isn't it? Over 13? Well, so like, why it's... not just identify the number of countries? <laughs> they leave it open so that if they add more. Well, maybe sometimes it flux. It fluctuates based on shipping and whatnot. So maybe sometimes it's, they have 15. Like we ship to 15 countries. <laughs> Yeah, right. Know. Well, because well, if you as say, opposed to we should, should, if you say over thirteen, every time you add a country, you don't have to go back and rewrite the copy. And wait, is future proofing. Future proofing. Over thirteen, it should be more than thirteen. Yeah, numbers. you go. Yes, yeah, but that's. <laughs> but I'm just. But uh, okay, that's enough. Wait, of that. Okay, did it, I didn't hear uh, the sirens from the grammar <laughs> police over here. Because we all had to learn to let go. A lot of people don't want to give up. You go like over a bridge. Yeah. Numbers are What'd you say? more than. It's like every time I, t- I'm, I'm afraid to talk around you guys, like being a fucking Shark Tank. But the other day, I was I'm like, out. I was like, Colin, how do you? Uh, I was like, is, is ketchup hyphenated? And you're like, Well, Nick. And then you went on a, like a diatribe about <laughs> ketchup, the, ketchup, like ketchup. Which is like the the, the, the condiments because you didn't say catch up. Well, you I said, don't, that's just I don't enunciate enough. And then I was, like, and you were like, oh, and you can hyphenate it if you want. <laughs> but I knew 
half of you was fucking with me. Like you always do. You two fuck with me. Tim fucks me a lot too. Yeah, but you definitely Kevin said catch up. That's the way it goes. You Which said one it, right? did he say? Wait, I, now I'm confused. He was what he's trying to about. say catch up, but he definitely like said how do we catch, catch up, up to Kevin? He's running yeah. down the street. He's like, okay. it's a hyphenated. And then Colin's like, well, I mean, it, you know, there, there's one way you could either do C A T S U P or I was like, wait, wait, huh? Oh no, he got so confused. Catch, catch. There's not a huge difference in how you pronounce those two words. To be by fair, the way. there's not. And especially when you're just saying. It's not like I was like, how do you spell popcorn? And he told me how to spell fucking jujubes. <laughs> yeah. You know like, what I mean? I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty sure I said, I said ketchup. C K I N apostrophe space jujubes. Well, because I think, I, think that, <laughs> I think catch up. You know, no one ever really says, let's catch up. You know, yeah, they you say, do. I think that it sounds more like catch up when let's you're catch just up. speaking. Let's catch up. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm with you. I'm so with I you. don't blame Nick, but oh man, seeing him get confused about the cat sub. Hey, but Colin, he broke me. He broke me on that one because I can never tell if Colin's fucking with me or not. You guys are a lot smarter than I am, so I have to like, I have to kind of be on my toes every once in a while. I, I, I often feel like the old person who is slightly sliding into dementia when I'm around you guys. Where I'm like, hmm, have we talked about this already? I know that you want to get to the next topic, Greg. Yeah. But real quick, I need something clarified for me. Sure. What was the deal mm. a couple days ago of you leaving the sink on? Oh, I just totally. You know what it was? It was. It's. I I turned both knobs to get the the water like. Yeah. Like I'll usually right start with hot and then I I lather yourself. up and then I'm like shit that's too hot and yeah. I I turned the the cold. cold on but just a little bit but I left the fan on, and so when I went to turn the hot off because that was the thing in my mind that I turned on, I just didn't look and it was the same harmonic resonance as the fan mm. so I couldn't hear that it was still on. The same harmonic resonance. Resonance. As the fan. Anyway, it sounded like the fan. So yeah. I just got confused. It was only on. But it was on a lot. And then Kevin's, it was like, like a waterfall. Kevin's like, Nick is old. Nick is like losing it. He's just leaving the same Look, on. I've been wanting to talk to you guys about my wardrobe. I'd like to just wear a muumuu the entire time and some house slippers. Is that possible? Can yeah, I leave house slippers here? Yeah, I wish Can you, I really? Yeah, leave house slippers here. If I get a pair for you guys, do you want house slippers? Sure, let's all get some house slippers. Let's get monogrammed ones with the kind of funny logo and our names and stuff. That would be, man, that'd be yeah. fucking awesome. You're if talking. you run a house slipper emporium, please hit us up. <laughs> Kind of funny dot com slash forum right now to email you. <laughs> Good, yes, please do, please do. All right, it's my topic. Hmm. Now, my topic springs from Twitter and also from the recent community college shooting. Hmm. So there's a whole bunch of things happening here. Okay. Uh, the background is that I started to write a response to this tweet, realized that I'm not at my computer enough during the day. This basically this was going to start some kind of bigger conversation. Right. Not, a, not start shit as much as this is a real conversation and 140 characters don't go that way. Mm. So I wanted to bring it up to you and everybody else here and talk about it here and I'm just looking at Tim. Yeah, me I specifically. Up, I want to bring it to the table and the best one. friends to talk about it and then go from there. Now, I'll preface all of this with it comes from a Destin Legary tweet. Destin, friend of ours, friend of the show. This isn't beef with Destin at all because other people were saying this, but his is the one I saw and what I want to talk about. Basically, there's a shooting Community college. Mm-hmm. Horrible tragedy, as always. Uh, we all, we've heard it in the news, I'm sure. Obama gives this speech. A million things going on. That's not even what we're talking about. What we're talking about is this tweet from Destin that said, Hey, at USA Today, you don't need to name the fucking shooter. Get your shit together. And then it's a screen cap from the article. Article says, quote, Let me be clear. I will not name the shooter, end quote. Douglas County Sheriff John Hanlon said at an evening press conference on 30, Thursday, quote, focus your attention on the victims and their families and helping them recover, end quote. Federal law enforcement officials nevertheless identified the shooter as, whatever his name is, it's blacked out here, who lived in the area. That is it, and that's what Destin is talking about, and that's what other people are doing. Now, it's rare 
that I get my journalism ire up and this degree and this mm-hmm. Mizzou education and everything else. I want to know from around the table if this article should have identified the shooter. Tim. I mean, it, this is interesting to me because it's one of those things where I don't really think deep enough about a lot of this stuff to the, the sense of like how that affects everything and like how people will, you know, people sure. will feel about it. So like my gut reaction is it's just like, I mean, immediately I'm like, yeah, just name him because that's the news. Yeah. But then it, the moment I see someone gets upset about it, it's like, why are you naming it? We should focus on the victims. I'm like, oh, I totally agree with that. Right. We should focus on the victims. Why are you giving this guy any attention? You know what I mean? Sure. I, I guess it's one of those things where it's like things kind of trigger you, you new see, thoughts. You and, see each one, each side of the argument. Yes. Gotcha. So, but I mean, I guess. I would end up on like why why put his name out there? Okay, like I don't see an advantage to it. See, I would disagree, and I think that part of the reason why when and I think we're getting a lot smarter about when these things happen about real not not necessarily um, looking at the person that commits these crimes as a heinous evil entity that needs to be stricken from the earth. Right, a lot of the conversation turns toward why did he do it? What was you know was he suffering from a mental disability? Was it an upgrading thing? We're we're looking to try to figure out reasons why these things happen so that we can potentially avoid them in the future. And I think one step toward doing that is to humanize the person that commits these crimes, not put him in a place where he is like a Voldemort, right? Which is this evil thing that shall not be named and really say that this person suffered from something that made him do this. There was something yeah, that was see, happening. That sounds like that. That sounds like it's victimizing him. So I'm not, no, 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 don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying this guy was a victim. I don't condone in any way, shape or form this horrible thing that he's done. But at the same time, there is, there is, I think, something to be benefited from looking at him as a human being and saying, okay, he did this. What were the circumstances that led up to this that we could potentially glean some insight from that might, may or may not help prevent the next one? Yeah, I mean, that's, that definitely. I mean, I agree with that completely. I just think that having it be – the it's like not excuses, but like he did this because of this. It's not his fault. It's because of this. Sure, and, but imagine it's true that we need to fix the this. Like it's true that yeah, it but was, how do you fix that? Like to my point is like if you're out there and you're you're depressed or you're you're having these thoughts of like potentially wanting to go out and commit a crime or or hurt yourself and you see this person that's done it and you understand what led him to it. If someone were to go on and say this person was suffering from bipolar disorder or supreme depression, it was on the wrong pill or needed you know needed this treatment that he could have gotten but didn't get, and you're suffering from that. Maybe some good can come from that. And I'm not saying that, you know, we expect good to come from bad, but isn't that what we're supposed to do? Isn't, aren't we supposed to learn from our mistakes and try to figure out a way to progress forward and grow as, as a species? And isn't the best way to do that not to necessarily be like, oh, we're going to like keeping his name out of the, I, I understand why people want to keep his name out of the news. And potentially one of the reasons is because they see that maybe, OK, you're going to draw attention to this guy. What is he going to be? He's going to be famous for committing a crime instead of the victims who need to be, you know, who, who should have some exposure because they were victims of these, this crime. But I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think I was going to look at this guy and be like, okay, he's a Ted Bundy. We're going to revere him forever as this weird kind of crazy, you know, mythical criminal figure or Al Capone. I think that this person was, and again, I don't know any, I don't know what he was suffering from. I haven't followed the story that, that, that closely. Well, I don't think we know yet. And that's not, so, I mean, that's, I mean, and maybe, and maybe we won't, but don't this. you want to know? Isn't there something more to, you know, Colin was, was, and I'm sure we'll get into it eventually, but Colin was, was sort of um, screaming at his TV when this whole thing was happening. Cause of course, Obama has to come on and he has to, tout the gun control argument well yeah we need stiffer gun control policies but at the end of the day everyone knows that you know and i hate to bring the old saying up but like it's not necessarily a fact that the guy had a gun that is what mattered it's why he chose to do this what led him to these to this horrible place in his life where he decided to go and take other people's lives what can we glean from that how do we 
identify that in, in in our own children or our friends' children and say, hey, this person has these tendencies, or maybe he needs a little bit of help before he gets to that point. Mm. Because once you get to the point where you're about to go out and steal a gun or take your parents' gun or take your neighbor's gun, it's too late. At that point, it's too late. You've already you've already hit a level in uh, in your brain chemistry that's saying this is the right thing to do. I have to do this. I have no other options, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So hold on, Colin. Mm-hmm. Was it right to report the guy's name? Yes, I think it shows a profound ignorance of journalism um, when people are going around trying to hide facts of a story. Now, if you write an editorial or an op-ed or an opinion piece of some sort, then you could have some sort of policy individually or as a uh, a publication to not use the name. Colin nails it. And but, this is what but, was yeah, driving but me it's fucking the crazy it's on the, the day is that this wasn't what you're talking about is a bigger feature. Sure. You know what I mean? Of what's going on, how these people get their guns. You know what I mean? The guy who shot the the reporter and the interview subject and the cameraman from where he used to mm-hmm. work, right? That wasn't even a gun he stole. He had his own gun. This sure. is a different thing. This When you're talking about features down the road that's when i i feel like okay maybe we don't need to bring up the name we don't need to do this this is spot news i think it's i think it it made me angry not destin not destin not just the fact that like this is a belief people have that this needs to be censored when we're talking about how you want your journalism and your news unfiltered and you want to be able to get all the facts and figures right what you're taught in j school is that when a dog is run over on main street what's the name of the dog like you need to get all these facts out there. You're mm-hmm. standing in for people to explain the situation. So if the Douglas County Sheriff says he's not going to name the, the shooter, that's super weird and short-sighted. Weird, but and why? I get it. Well, I get What's it. What's the point of not well, naming he, him? He's, he's a, a small. He's a small community reeling from this, and he has friends and family members who have been directly affected. And he doesn't give a flying fuck about journalism and what sure. the story is. I understand. Sure. So he just he's in a grieving process. Society. He's at ground zero. That. All hell's breaking loose around him. Right. The last thing he's thinking about is this fucking sociopath who did this and wanting to get. You know what I mean? Sure, I get but, that. But at the same time, I mean, if if you know if that crime is is. Considered on the level as, uh, of other crimes that are, you know, federal offenses. Like I guess I assume murder is still a federal offense. If, like someone robs a bank, would you even hesitate to release that person's name right. if you caught now him? See here, would you the, even hesitate to be like, we have a suspect in custody. His name is this person. No, this is what but he see, the looks problem like, is the problem is, is that from. we're not. We're now we're even talking about a different thing. I think in terms of what he's protecting, where Destin's. And I shouldn't even say Destin, but where this movement of people saying this and wanting this, where they're coming from, I think that's more in the headspace of 24-hour CNN, right? Like when we la- when we were doing Colin and Greg Live when all this stuff happened with the shooting, right? We came out, started eating lunch, and turned on the TV to get mm-hmm. the thing. And after five minutes tops, we had all the information there possibly is to fucking talk about this. Mm-hmm. But they kept going, and they kept talking, mm-hmm. and they kept doing this. And I turned it off at one point, and we joked about it, right? Of like, oh, I'm going to miss it. I'm like, nothing. Everyone's st- everything's still fucked. They have no information. You know what I mean? I have to set up this Xbox for a Let's Play or whatever. Like, there is another situation of, I get it in a different way. You know what I mean? The problem is, of course, with CNN or anything that's 24 hours, and not is the fact that you always have someone new coming in. It's like our, it's like and that this was MSNBC. Is, I think we were watching, wasn't it? Yeah, Brian Williams looked like he was gonna it hang like an himself. Animated puppet. They were like, just <laughs> like, get him off the just screen. Hours and hours. Brian Williams was like his head was like two yeah, inches. Yeah, yeah, and it was the yeah. same fucking shot helicopter shot yeah, yeah, of yeah, the yeah, campus yeah, where yeah. it was like slowly spinning. And that's the problem. And like. I feel for them. I do. And it's. I don't think people say that enough for 24-7 news because it's similar, stick with me on this, to what we do on Twitch, right? Yeah, we talked about the biggest news story as soon as the show started, but when you joined 15 minutes late, how many times do we see it in the chat? Did they talk about this yet? Is this thing happening? If you were to, if you're... Like if you're, whenever you heard about the shooting and you thought to turn on your TV, you want to know about the shooting right then and there, which leads to this fucking terrible 
terrible cycle of we have these five facts and we'll continue to talk about them. We will continue to yeah. say this person's name and whatever it is and what people think glorifying is or whatever. It's a it's a it's a fucked up situation the way we consume news and you hope that the internet and you know the on demand content of cnn.com or wherever you go for your news ap.com wherever you're going you're getting the information when you want it how you want it so it doesn't have to be 24/7 the guy's face the guy's name well that's a big that's a big problem with television in general right now and especially television news right my wife talks about it a lot because she's at home during the day uh, because of the nature of her work, that she gets hours off here and there, and she'll she'll turn on MSNBC, which, to her um, uh, unfortunate dismay, started featuring Brian, Brian Williams during the day, and she was like, "Well, that's it. I can't watch anything now because CNN has now gone the way of Fox News, where they are trying to pick that one big story that everyone gives a shit about yeah. and sensationalize it from yeah. their perspective." Um, and she thought MSNBC might have been the last for quasi uh, fair and balanced news outlet out there but it's true it's like there's so many other fucking things happening in the world and the school shooting because it is polarizing because everyone's interested in it becomes an entertainment source almost it's not about the story anymore and like and that's where it comes down to this is like this you don't need to release his name is another way of keeping that conversation going keeping people keeping this relevant and people who are like i'm into this so i'm going to keep this conversation going far past the point where it needs to go like it's why are we even, like? Why would you even think about talking about that? Right? It's there's a precedent. We have freedom of speech. We have freedom of information. We have all we we deserve as a public to know who this is. Plus, it tells everyone out there that hey, not only do we know who this guy is, we caught him. He's dead. Unfortunately, he took his own life. But it's good for right now. The situation is over. We can start the mourning process. We don't have to be worried that there's a fucking killer out there. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, but we don't need the name you know? for that. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Is it's like that's I don't I don't get this. Like, I don't understand why the public needs to know a name. because he's a criminal. I, I committed a crime. I don't need to know. I'm going to tell you that because I'm gonna, that's what we. Need. I'm going to tell you why I need to know. I'm going to put it on. I'm going to put it out there right now. We're going to talk about this. Put it on. As we've already been talking about. Put it on the table. When I was reading stories and people weren't naming the name, I just went and looked. So that's number one. I was like, I need to know who this guy is. I have no idea who this guy is. Who is he? You know, I was like, I want to know. You know, now the bigger thing, and I'm surprised we're not touching on this, is that when you do something like this, now again, I want to reiterate hard news, right? So the AP, Reuters, the news wires, all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. should be naming and more naming names. Absolutely. That's a fucking ridiculous policy. And I, and I, I, I'm surprised. And again, I'm not singling out Destin either, but anyone who is out there being like, in a news story, you shouldn't be naming the killer. You don't know fucking anything about journalism if that's the way you feel. Sorry. You know, now if you want to have an op ed or again, like a, a policy of like now that the news is out there, and we have the news piece. This happened. And then you have another piece that's like, why did this happen? And you can have a thing on the top saying we have a policy of not naming the murderer, but we're going to talk about him, blah, 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 blah in this editorial piece. But the hard news is the hard news. What happened is what happened. That is journalism. So like I, you know, to, the, to that point, what I think this kind of mentality is bringing us to. And this is the unfortunate thing about it is we have a situation where they're like, let's pretend this is a gun, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, this happened. The gun is the problem, right? And to me, I'm like, okay, that's a valid point of view. The gun is the problem. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, it is part of the problem. There's no doubt about that. What about the person who committed the crime? Yeah. Does he have any responsibility? Since we're not going to name him and we're just going to keep him as an anonymous person, then he doesn't really even exist. So now yeah. the gun. Well, is the problem. His access to the weapon is the problem. It's not that he has fucking mental issues. It's not the fact that his parents probably sucked. It's not the fact that he's probably a fucking idiot. None of that's relevant. The gun. Right. Because we don't know who else did it. It's the same thing that happened in Newtown. Adam Lanza was the murderer of those children. And who was responsible for the murder of those children? Adam Lanza and 
his mother. Because his mother was the one that bought the guns. His mother was the one that taught her mentally incapacitated son how to use them. But it's the gun. That's the problem. Right. You know? And so this kind of mentality is taking away the responsibility of the fucking act from the individual and putting it on inanimate objects. And I don't accept that. And it all goes back. I'm telling you, it all goes back to this fucking mentality. Where's the scapegoat? It's not the person that did it. It's not his own problems or his own, you know, it's the gun. And that's, and that's, but I'm see, telling you, it's all, they're it's not all, taking the guy out of it, though. They're just saying, like, the name is not... But they are. They're, they're, de- are they're dehumanizing him, him I mean, and they're the, saying this is not a real person. The dialing back of, yeah, if you're not... And again, this is the hard news. I mean, like, such a, there's so many different threads that jump on now. You know what I mean? By taking him out of it, you are removing the fact of, like, what is his upbringing? How is this? What were his issues? How are these things? You're ignoring it. It's such a complex issue that you need to know all the facts. Mm-hmm. I don't... Like, if you can't deal with the fucking guy's name being in the newspaper, you can't even begin to deal with this fucking problem in our country. But then, I mean, those people shouldn't be dealing with it. The people that should be dealing with it are the people that know the name, figuring that stuff out, and then talking about that stuff. But that, right. the problem is that there's no easy trajectory for that, Tim. This is a community... This is a problem for us as a people, as a race, as a, I mean, as a species. That's where I'm going. Not a race. This, only us white yeah. people have to deal with that. <laughs> Kevin, you're free on this Well, one. to be fair, I think... I, it didn't, wasn't there a statistic that most people that shoot up like schools are white? Yeah, it's usually... Well, it's, well, as far as I understand, it's not necessarily... Sorry, a, I'll derail that. No, you had no, a really good no, point. No, I no, to, to, well, to interject, and I, I, I read about this, it's not necessarily white people. The white people do a lot of shootings. Per capita, it's pretty even. It's a male issue. Mm. And... It, you know, so like the Fort Hood shooter was a Muslim. Mm. The guy who shot the the news anchors was black. You know, mm. Adam Lanza was white. This guy's white. The shooter in the movie theater was white. So it's spreading out across race. I really think it's an endemic male issue. Mm. And that was and I'm that's not an original thought with me. I never thought about that. I saw that somewhere. It's an interesting thought um, to, to the point, though. It's there's so much more to this story than the gun. You know what I mean? I mean? Like, and that, and I, I don't and even that, take that though. It's like I do. they're still the person. It's just not giving the yeah, person the you, credit. Do you care about if I the, the person if he's if you don't have a physical and actual intimate connection with I'm that sorry. person, right? You have to think about how people connect with each other. And that is with faces and names. That's all we have, right? Thumbnails and headlines, like you're always talking about. These are how these are the insights into this person's life. And if you don't give us that as a general public, we don't have all the tools we need to actually form an opinion on what happened. But what Colin's talking about that is doesn't make sense to me. Like I don't need a face. No, no, no but if name, I if so I like, told you someone got killed outside in a car accident, yeah. If I told you my brother got killed outside in a car accident named Matt Scarpino, yes. Wouldn't that have a different emotional? You'd be like, what the fuck? How is he? Is he okay? Who killed him? What happened? All those things. If I just said someone got killed, you'd be like, whatever. It's no, someone I don't the, know. I but don't know that person. there's a difference, though, when it's not the person getting killed, it's the person killing. Sure. Like, I just. You don't give a shit who hit my brother? You know what I mean? Like, if I told you. It, you this is the thing I'm talking about. If I, if, I, if I told you someone got hit by a car accident, okay? We don't know the person that got hit, but someone mm-hmm. hit someone, right? And then I told you that person's name. And then I told you that person came from a background of an alcoholic family that was abusive when they grew up. Wouldn't that give you slightly more insight as to why he might have been driving drunk that day? Or do we just going to blame the fact that he was in a fucking car and we should regulate cars to only drive 50 miles an hour? Or you should blame the alcohol. Or the alcohol. And and so we should should stop serving alcohol. And that's the point I'm trying to make. These are the problems that you have. I think this is I think this will explain it best. And you might not agree, but I don't know how you guys feel about it. When you remove the person who did it and. I'm not saying he can justify himself. He's dead first of all. He can't defend himself. And he I don't think he killed himself. I actually think cops killed him. Oh, did they shoot him? Um, did they? I want one of these motherfuckers to live at some point. That would be really fantastic so we can kill him as a society. You know, death penalty. See, I mean. Uh, now, 
I uh, respect where I respect where your where your emotions are there, but at the same time, I would like them to live so that we could actually figure out and talk to them and f- and be like, why did you do this? Well, we'll, we'll figure well, that they, out in the trial, but yeah, eventually they'll be put tapes. down. The so the you know, and this is another example of why the death penalty is such an obvious thing that we should have. But you know, so here's here's my rationale for it. If you remove the information, the extraneous information or information you might think is extraneous, so like the individual, you know, an individual perpetrated the crime, you probably assume he's a white male. I mean, that's a safe assumption. But then it's like, where did he come from? And these, this is information I wanted. I'm like, did he have both of his parents in his house? Just as an example, I, did, I grew up in a, in, a, in a divorced family, so I'm not, I'm not throwing stones. Sure. But like, there's a lot of salient information that can be garnered about, since he's not even alive to tell his story, we have to kind of figure out, did he have a manifesto? Did he post something on social media? What did his teachers think about him when he was in school? What did his friends have to say about him? Did he have a girlfriend or a boyfriend? Like, there's like all of these kind of questions that I want answered. And here's the thing. When you remove the individual and then all of the personal shit left, all you are left with is scapegoats. And every time this happens in the United States, and I agree it happens way too often in the United States, it comes back to the same fucking issue, which is the inanimate object, the weapon. Mm -hmm. And I think that it is certainly a factor. It is certainly a factor. But... And, I, and I'm all even as a Republican, I don't own guns, but I believe in the Second Amendment. I believe in common sense gun control laws. Absolutely. I think that we should have more stringent background checks. I think there should be a cool down period. I wouldn't have any problem with you going in and buying a gun and saying you can't have it for 30 days. I have no problem with that. Sure. You know, unless maybe you're a military police, whatever. But like, there's going to be exceptions. But I have no problem with that at all. I have no problem saying no felons. I have no problem saying that there's got to be a magazine limit on assault rifles, whatever it is. Right. Sure. I think that's totally fine because I do agree that the Second Amendment was written in in the late 1780s and times have changed. But then it comes down to these disingenuous arguments about guns. And it really bothers me. Here are some facts. Mm -hmm. okay? violent crime in the United States is going down. Gun deaths down. All violent crimes down. Bet, you know what I mean? I bet Everything, if you looked at that, I bet if you looked at that, it was going down in states where marijuana was legal. By the way, <laughs> well, so you should the, but that. there are some facts that might be inconvenient to the gun control, right? Like states with better gun control have fewer gun deaths. No doubt about that, right? Sure. Except for places where guns are basically banned, like Chicago, which is a fucking shithole when it comes to and no offense when it comes to gun violence. We all know it. You know what I mean? There were there were like forty something shootings last week in Chicago, but no one talks about that. You know what I mean? Because it's all about the story and the scapegoat to get what you want. And what people want, even though they argue about it disingenuously, is a gun ban. And anyone that talks, and and anyone, and I just want to say this really quick because this is, especially coming from people, the Twitter sphere going crazy about it, people talking about gun bans. I want to, I'm about pragmatic and practical solutions. And I'm just going to say what needs to be said. Guns will never be banned in the United States, ever. It will never happen. I want to repeat that. It will never happen. So, because what required, what's required of that to happen is two-thirds of the House, two-thirds of the Senate, and then the real, the real big lift, which is three-fourths of state legislatures, and I can name you 25 states that would never do it. So, what, how are you going to solve this? So, the Second Amendment's there, and it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. So, what are the things we can do to solve the problem? But since we don't have a, a systematic approach to identifying the cause and the root, and maybe the gun's an issue in this case, maybe it's not, maybe his mental health an issue, maybe it's not, maybe he's totally menti- mentally healthy, in which the gun might be the bigger problem. But we don't know that because we don't talk about the perpetrator. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and let me just finish real quick. I'm sorry. I just want to say that. We, we have these reductive, reductive arguments about, well, let's ban guns. You hear people, it's like, it's not going to fucking happen. So what can we do? You know, let's talk about practical solutions. Let's compromise instead of one extreme, which says like, I want my assault rifles, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to hoard my weapons. And the other side is like, guns are bad and blah, blah, blah. You don't need guns and stuff. And I'm like, well, isn't there a place we can get at in the middle? 
But since we use these situations politically, which is why I was mad at Obama on the TV mm-hmm. that day, instead of Christ. him being, you know, it's like, why don't we just get together and say, like, within the confines of our system in which the Second Amendment is sacred to many Americans, most Americans, in fact, mm. why not try to find a solution to withdraw the, the weapons and also let's would... put let's put common sense back into the equation and let's blame the people yeah, because that the, took but the but inanimate that's, object that's a, that's and pointed it at But someone. that's a bigger issue and this is the problem. This is to your point is like people don't want the solution to the – they don't want the answer to the problem. They want quick sound bites that they can jump on and then put it away. Right. right. And this that's what politicians back. do. I would fucking love it if one time if the president of the United States said, you know, it's not about the guns. Let's figure out what's wrong with this kid and let's look at our healthcare system or let's look at these fucking pills that far, that, that doctors are being are pushing down people's throats that are these fucking one pill rules all concept and figure out if they're actually working for people. Like, was he on antidepressants? What was his fucking deal? Like, what was wrong with this person or what led him to this? And how can we fix that? And what in our society but, I mean, you're never going to hear that. You're not going to have you hear the president say anything out against fucking big uh, One pharmaceuticals. One-term Joe Biden will. It's never going to happen. It's just not going to happen, right? Um, and there's it's it's fascinating. There's all sorts of studies that come out, and we just we just don't fucking do anything about it. But what to Colin's point is it's a lot easier for politicians to come on and talk well, about gun control. This is back to the whole our Ferguson episode and where I at the end when I was all distraught and angry. And it's just it's a cycle that in a, something else is going to pop up here in a little while and distract everybody and do it. And that, that comes back to what this is. My problem with this and why you, why does his name matter, right, is that this is reality. This is what's really happening, and the press's job is there to inform you of that. So for the government or this sheriff to, to stand in the way of that and have and people be backing him up for that, I have a problem with. Because it's not going to be a solution that comes from the top down. It's got to come from the ground up. It's got to be people finally saying they've had enough and how do we fix this and having mm. compromised discussions and getting mental health back on the books and making that a priority. And letting sure everyone know that he did it. You know what I mean? mean? That's the problem, though. It's like, you know, you're talking about all these mental health. You're talking about all this stuff. It's like that is there's a huge chance that that's what he wanted. That was the goal of this is making everyone know that he did it. But you but, know? but that's I mean, that's so fine. What? If you want notoriety, that's fine. It's not that it's not the news organizations. And I'm, again, I want to differentiate the wires and hard news from op ed and Drudge Report and all that kind of stuff that does, you know, or, or, or synthesizes more. Uh, opinion editorial kind of content ultimately if that's what he wanted that's kind of what it is i mean like i it's unfortunate and we don't want to play into that to the nth degree my my sense though tim and what i'm saying and i think it is a salient point and an interesting point and a point that goes to what nick and greg might be saying is that and my biggest problem with it is that when we remove the character we remove his responsibility and then it becomes about all sorts of other shit. Mm-hmm. It is not See, the gun's be, fault. No, but then it becomes the, the fault of mental health or the fault of but that's what, whatever but that's, it is. But that's, that's what we should be talking about. And that's and to Greg's point is that the way change happens is not the way it should happen, right? Which is someone goes, oh, what's someone in a political sphere goes, there's a problem here. It's mental health. Let's go. Let's go. Let's figure this out. Let's let's pass legislature to, to clean up. You know what's happening with our healthcare or pharmacies. That's not how it works. Well, how it works is we. People who are on the, uh, you know, the, the the lower on the totem pole, people go, no, we want to know what really fucking caused this. We want to know what this person, what was wrong with this person. And from that, we have an informed perspective that we can go and hopefully fucking talk to our representatives and be like, you need to change something. And it's not gun control. Right. I mean, what it, it, That's how we affect change. It has though, to be like, an overwhelming sense of we need to understand all the facts. And one of the biggest facts is this person's name. And granted, I, I get your. Why, I just don't understand that. It's like. Who was going, he? Who 
but a name and a face, it's like, great. Then then what do you know from them? You know the color of their skin and a name. Okay, so stop for a second, though, and just stick with me. So it, at what point do you want the name cut off? Should the name not be released to the press? I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying, I'm, like, I'm asking I, you. I don't know. I, I, okay. I, I'm just saying it's Let's just Let's say like, that was the case. Sheriff says, I'm not going to re- release this man's name or whatever, right? And press just says, okay, fine, right? This is the CNN story that's up, and it's up for today. It went up at 5.02 Eastern, so whatever the hell time it is now, right? Online writings about guns, Asperger's linked to Oregon shooter's mom. The apparent online writings of the mother of the man who killed nine people in a community college in Oregon discuss guns and and the autism spectrum, painting a partial picture of the environment the family lived in, their beliefs, and the challenges they faced, right? If the name's never released, this kind of reporting's never done. And maybe, maybe the FBI, the whoever, FBI, local police, they're digging in and finding that information, but are they sharing that on a level? Are they informing the populace? I mean, that's what the fucking press does, is inform the populace. You can't hide that information from people. And that's yeah. just my thing. I mean, but this thing to me, this just, I think this is a huge problem where there's, then it, oh, it's autism's fault. It's not his fault. It's oh, autism. Now you see, now, now you see, but this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. Stick with me, all right? Is that it's our job to not hear that it's autism's fault and stop there. You know what I mean? We are, we have more information at our fingertips than ever, and we are so stupid with it. You know what I mean? And we see it all the time. We're, okay, Ferguson's done. Now we'll move on to the next thing and forget about it. We need somebody sitting there, not saying that it's autism's problem, but there needs to be, here's the warning signs we could have learned from him in interviewing this, and mm-hmm. how does this play? How, it's not, it's, it's to be, to bring it back to our kind of people's uh, logic, right? It's like 1989 Batman, right? Mm-hmm. It's not that just the deodorant was making people turn into the Joker. It was the combination of elements, so you knew what to look for. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's what I do. That's what I try to do. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, I think it just when we get that when we go down a rabbit hole with shootings, it exposes us to very reductive arguments. And I don't think it's productive. I think that each shooting and I, I hate to even say that each shooting, there's just fucking there are too many. But we have to take them on a case by case basis. At some point, the gun is the problem. But, At some point, the parenting is the problem. At some point, the mental capacity of the person is the problem. The lack of education, the lack of consequences. The, there's there's all sorts of different things. We've always had guns in the United States. We've always had a lot of them. We have over 300 million guns in the United States. Now, I, now I want now I want to I want to be clear. There are about 320 million people. There's almost a gun per person in the United States now. And I don't want to reduce every gun death is a tragedy. But here's a stat, and I, I was writing these down before. The FBI released these stats. In 2012, there were 8,855 gun deaths in the United States. It's 24 a day. That's a lot of gun deaths, right? But then compare it to 320 million people, and then compare that number to with 300-some-odd million guns. And you realize that the number is still minute. Now, I'm not taking away the argument that one gun death is too many gun deaths. We have to figure this out. It's a bad thing. But we we talk about it like people really think that when you come to the United States, it's like the fucking Wild West. Yeah. And it really, I hate to tell you, I it isn't. I wish you looked up stats on how many people die of lung cancer every year. And and here's, and here's the other thing that, because people are like, we got to get rid of these big magazines. We got to get rid of the assault rifles because this is where the argument goes. When you don't have anyone to blame except for the guns, this is where the argument goes. 6,371 of the 8,855 gun deaths were from handguns. So we're never going to ban handguns. So what, what it's this, it's, it's, it's this ridiculous, uh, it's this ridiculous thing. Like where I was reading another thing where it's like 23% of guns purchased by felons that are in jail for violent crimes or deaths were purchased legally. That means 70, what is it? 77% of guns were purchased illegally. This all goes to the point of like, maybe it's gun control is only a part. And I do think gun control is part of the, part of the solution, but it's not the entire solution. And I don't like that when we remove the human element even if the human's evil, clearly, that we we come back to these same tired, 
fucking arguments that don't take into account statistics. And they, and they go like, well, in England where, or in Australia where guns are banned and stuff like that, well, the, the, the death rate is four times lower. So I'm like, oh, so it's zero point or so it's point zero 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 one instead of point zero zero one like it is in the United States. I mean, we're talking about minute numbers that are frankly mm. f- fucking ridiculously overblown. And let's keep in mind that we have way more people than these countries, these other countries, too. So the per capita situation is also different. And then a lot of people from around the world are chiming in being like, basically talking about us like we're barbarians. You know what I mean? And I don't like that shit either. Yeah. Like we, we have a tradition in the United States w- with with gun ownership. And it's not going anywhere. So so and these are just facts on the ground. So let's talk about the human element. Let's talk about why Adam Lanza's mother is just as responsible as he is for Newtown. Let's talk about who this fucking guy is that that shot up this fucking community college in Oregon. And maybe he might maybe I know it's hard to believe. Maybe he bears some responsibility for his actions. I know it's hard to believe because he used a gun. You know, well, but gun, the gun will know, sit on the fucking table the, until he picked it up. We all know that the gun spoke to him and it got up and was and actually had legs and walked into his hand and walked him over and made him do all these things. Um, Tim, to your earlier point, though, let's flip the switch. Right. So say there's a police shooting. Right. And we don't and it's a, and we don't know anything about the cop or anything about the victim. What do we know then? We just we just draw the conclusion that all cops are bad. Right. We, we just we, we don't have a lot to draw conclusions off of. But if we knew the name of the officer and he happened to be a white officer and the victim happened to be black well then there are other conclusions we can draw from that right? i know but that's the thing that's the problem i have with it is that like yeah there's a bunch of conclusions uneducated people can draw from it that's great and people do but then there's people like us who take the time for an hour to talk about them right yeah. and to and to actually talk about these issues which is one of the reasons why i like podcasting right we get different perspectives i'm not saying your perspective is right or wrong i know i'm just saying my and you're absolutely entitled to it and i think that there is a lot to be, to be said by just by looking at the crime as a whole and trying to figure out if there's a reason for that, but but you have to have more information and and it, 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 the, the onus falls on us to, you know, the people out there that are listening to provide that other perspective for them and say, like, look, there are pros and cons to all of this. But to me personally, I think there are there are better conclusions we can draw from this horrible thing that happened that can hopefully we can find some sort of silver lining in it that may or may not be able to stop it from happening again. Right. And, you know. I don't want to. I don't, I don't pretend to know the ins and outs of gun control, but I do know that you know. To Colin's point, yeah, there is a there is an inanimate object sitting on the table. I could pick that up and use it for bad things, but what's more important is why I'm doing it, right? It's like it's similar to any movie, right? Any movie that has a great character, is you want to know why the character is doing what he's doing. It doesn't matter what he's doing, right? Movies that are boring are just characters that are just going through fucking like driving fast cars and pretending like their family. Um, no. Those are good no. movies. But no, but to the to the point, you know, that one of the reasons why we do like a movie like Fast and Furious is because we do want to know why these people do what they do and they do it for family. And so it's it's a basic human uh, need to understand what drives all of us and draw conclusions. I totally that get that. that. You know, it's, I don't know. It's like going back to what I was saying earlier about like when you first asked me what I think about it, it's like, I think this. Then you tell me more information. I'm like, oh, well, that's a good point. Yeah. It's like hearing this. It's like. Yeah, the moment that it's taken away, then everyone just wants to know. Then that starts a conversation of its own. That's the like, Streisand well, effect, they believe yeah, they call it. Ex- exactly. Yeah. And it's like, well, the fuck, Streisand man. It's like, rough, man. That's the thing is, it's like at the end of the day, this shouldn't have happened. This was fucked up. This guy was bad. Period. Like that's the that's the only fact that is, as far as I'm concerned, a fact that is necessary. All the rest of the stuff is we need to fix it. I think that is a fact. Will we? I don't know. Do we? How are we going to go about this? As, I don't know. As long as we keep having these extreme conversations, I'm not talking about this. This isn't an extreme conversation at all. But these extremes of like you're talking about sound bites on CNN. Yeah, like bury bury the lead, or which is who it is, in my opinion, or have these extreme conversations about gun bans by people that clearly have no idea how the constitutional amendment process works. 
I say somewhere in the middle is where we have to meet. As usual. Sure. And I mean, that makes sense. Like, I agree with that entirely. Like, I just, like, I, the one thing I don't agree with is that the fact that the lead is the name. Like, I'm just like, I don't get it. I, I don't understand why the name and the face is so important when it, it it's a person. I get what you're mm-hmm. saying about the, like, it's dehumanizing and then sure. you need this, this thing. But it's just like, then all of a sudden you're just drawing conclusions based off someone's name and face that are like, that are so, like, it's, it's completely crazy to me that it's like, if this person was a Asian woman, this person's a, the uh, a white man or whatever, and then the Asian woman kills person. It's like let's draw conclusions from that based on the fact that she's Asian and a woman. But that's not the point. I mean, to Greg's point, the point is, is that once we know who he is, then we can delve into his past and figure things out. And I, I, I'm just curious for answers, even though the answers are going to be nebulous, and because he's dead, we'll never know for sure. But uh, but I, I do want to say that you know the the numbers are the most important thing to me, and that's why I brought them up. You know, 320 million people, 300 million guns, 8,000 gun deaths. Right. Right. That's I, eight thousand is too many. One one gun death is too many. But we look at it through this weird lens where I'm like, that's a really still. And I don't want to I don't want to sound cold or because that's not my intention. But I'm like, that's really not a lot of people compared to the amount of but, guns. But also so eight thousand of the three hundred million guns were used in, in, in a crime. And then the ninety nine point nine percent of that own guns and are totally legal and law abiding people. They suffer now because everyone else doesn't know how to use a fucking gun. I, I, I just that is such a fucking that is such a. Uh, a bullshit fucking solution to a problem is to punish the fucking majority, the vast majority well, of people that a- that own them and are and are legal and upstanding people because a few fucking unbalanced people, unbalanced people don't know how to use a gun or don't or, or, or do evil things. Everyone has to suffer. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. I right. believe in personal responsibility. And these are and these are where you where it becomes dangerous to draw these top line conclusions. Right. And this is why it's important that we that you you have all the facts and you, you do go down that rabbit hole is because when you start talking about just raw top line statistics right gun de- this this person walked in and shot a bunch of people okay well what conclusions do we draw from that right probably similar conclusions if i were to tell you the majority of crime happens in poverty in impoverished areas in the united states right so what conclusion do you draw from that it's a very top line conclusion of something's wrong there right these people are bad does that mean everyone that's poor is bad right but that's the only conclusion you can really draw from that until you start diving deeper and realizing that there is a cycle of that violence that happens problem in these with areas. it is that i completely agree with that right but who is the people diving deeper it's not we all the people reading this no but it is and, and, and it's, it's supposed to it's be because them diving deeper is not like the people doing the research about this stuff it's them they're the ones diving deeper like how do we get them that information because it's relevant to them right like then but that, let them tell us this because sure. this is they mm-hmm. have something to fucking tell sure, us sure, sure. of hey maybe it's actually this not just a fucking face like, I hear you and I, I I'm I'm, I, I'm like you said earlier I don't I'm not I don't think it's a night and day kind of white switch here you know what I mean but like the point of I go back to again is like this is reality this is what happened it doesn't matter that like that offends you or that's whole you know that it's a horrible thing as it clearly is like that that's what happened and like. The reporter is there to report that to you and tell you what happened. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Am I making sense? I mean, that, that makes sense. I just think that it's 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 bad because, yeah, it is the things that happen. But people, yeah, but people also, aren't responsible to handle that information. Yeah, but no, but, but you can't treat people like that. You can't, I know, you but the can't, moment you don't treat people like that, then you no, have these people fucking the doing opposite. this shit. It's because the opposite, they're just like, man. You think that way, but it's the opposite. You have to trust that people are fundamentally smarter and better. We have to trust that. You can't treat people like we're fucking children, childish idiots. I know the mainstream media does and markets to that, but that is not – we can't do that. You just can't – you simply can't cater to the lowest common denominator. I don't know, You man. cannot do I that. I think that it, it messes here's, everything up. There's no way to Here's the big thing about it is I – my whole thing is I first off don't name the shooter argument I don't understand I don't think it matters you know what I mean like I don't think knowing Adam Lanza's name makes him the new Charlie Manson the he's the notorious he's notorious nobody wants to be that and I think the majority the overwhelming majority of people who hear it know it learn it or whatever 
they don't remember it, revere him, think of him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what... It, but we're not talking about the majority. We're talking about the fucked up people that are doing this. But, like, that doesn't matter because it's not even so much the fact that he went out to kill people to make his message known. He went out to kill people. You know what I mean? Like, this, I mean, that, that, his action is being reported regardless. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'd rather know the information behind it to try to have someone figure out how to stop it. And like I said earlier, it's on all of us to learn warning signs, triggers. Maybe, you know, it, it, it is a thing of maybe there is a parent out there right now who has a development, uh, de- developmentally challenged child, right? And is thinking of, like, maybe I should now do something different with my guns. Maybe I do need to handle this in a different way. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's like sure. time after time, if that is what we're going back to, that th- we get go, go down this line, I have the guns legally, but I have this wild card. Yeah, and I, I think that, and then here's the thing that I think is most important. Whatever, I don't even know this guy's name off the top of my head. Let's say they, they look into him, they figure it out, and they're like, this guy was totally on the up and up. He was a straight-A student. He had great friends. He had a happy home life. We, th- we draw the conclusion, therefore, that it was access to guns that really was a mm-hmm. problem. And I'd be mm-hmm. like, okay. Like you did the due diligence and we didn't jump to a conclusion. Um, but I'll tell you, just like in virtually every other mass shooting in the United States, the gun is the least, the, the, the last thing you really need to well, worry yeah, about. Even, even and, then and, I wouldn't draw that parallel that, that it's access to guns. I'd be like, okay, well, this guy was just an evil fuck. Yeah, well, but what I'm and saying there's is no that, conclusion. There's nothing you can do about it. But guess what? I could go out right now. I consider myself a fairly well-adjusted person. I can get in my car and kill someone if I want to. I can't. I can do whatever the fuck I want. We have to trust that people over overwhelmingly and major- the majority of people aren't going to do that. And that's the point is that we we the overwhelming majority of Americans, even though people over a lot of people overseas think we're like fucking barbarians living in, in fucking Wild West 1850. Uh, we do we do have an upstanding society. And that's the point I was trying to make. Crime is going down. Violent crime is going down. Shootings are going down. Murders are going down. Larceny is going down. Everything is going down. You know, our society actually on a per capita basis is becoming more peaceful, but we still have these uh, and tranquil even. But we have these fucking these events that are terrible. And I, I'm telling you, if you look into these events, whatever they are, whether it's the movie theater, whether it's in Aurora, Colorado, whether it's Columbine, whether it's any of these things, it always goes back to the same shit. You know, bad parenting, bad home mental life. illness, a bad home life, lax parents. You know, they don't do good in school. They don't pay attention. They have no interest. They're over medicated all of the, or maybe under medicated. It's just like I'm sick of the scapegoating of one thing in particular that, you know, and everyone around the world is like, well, why do you need guns? And I'm like, well, that's not really your problem to worry about. We have to worry about this problem ourselves. Yeah, I have no and, doubt. I have no doubt that. I mean, it's statistically speaking, I have no doubt that if there were no guns allowed in the United States, we'd probably be better off. But that's the argument you're making is it's never going to happen. Well, I have so no, over it. I have no doubt that gun violence would still be rampant in the United States if guns, you were, think so? if guns are illegal. The gu- there's you can't even buy a gun in Chicago. You know, by the by the time we, we're airing, we, we're recording this, it's going to be some time before it airs on YouTube. In the space of six or seven days, more people would have died in Chicago through do hand, handgun shootings than died in that Oregon. Yeah, but how do you account for like places and, like like Japan or like the UK that just don't have guns? Well, Japan. Well, Japan is a specific situation. Japan is sort just has no no violence. There's just no violent crime there. That's a societal thing. That's a society of honor and respect. I'm not saying we have some fucking serious problems to deal with, Nick, as Americans. Like we do, like. We are an over the top society, you know, like mm-hmm. in many ways. But I just I don't want to shrug personal responsibility to sure. blame the Absolutely things around not. us. Absolutely. Like we've always had guns in the United States. We've always had a lot of them, hundreds of millions of them. You know, our parents generation wasn't walking around shooting shit up. You know what I mean? Yep. But they could have. And these things happened, of course. Sure. But they didn't happen to this this extent. They didn't happen on this what three month is it cycle. With, what is it with this fucking generation? You know what I mean? 
Like, what, let's ask ourselves what's what's gone on in the last 20 years. Really, Columbine was the first one of, yeah. of major importance that and, and consequence that I'm happened in 98, you. 99. What, what's happened since then? It's not a, the timing isn't a coincidence. Something's fucked up. Yeah, and I, I don't think it's and the it's guns, guns that have been endemic in our society since we were founded. Yeah. And suddenly we're like, oh, I think it's the guns. And I'm like, I think we've had them forever. I think there's more to it than that. And if you want to, and then they're like, well, we got to get rid of assault maybe, rifles. Maybe like, it's oh. the Ritalin, <laughs> which I assume is probably goes a little later than 20 years ago. But that's the thing. I'm like, what other parallels can we draw? There's, there's just, that's the thing. And that's why I want as much information from the journalists as possible, because there is so much more to this story than the guns. There's so much more to the story than the second amendment. And while I'm not going to sit here and, t- and tell you blindly that the guns have nothing to do with it. And while I'll tell you straight up as a Republican and someone who I think, I think everyone has the right to own a gun. You can do what you want. I don't own one. Sure. Let's have some common sense reforms to make it harder, but we're not going to be able to solve the problem when in Chicago, people are killed with illegal guns every fucking day. When the shooter of the, the elementary school in Connecticut used his mom's legally purchased rifles, when when the guy shooting up, uh, you know, this, that, and the other thing is using a legal rifle or a legal handgun, we're just talking. It's just all platitudes. Mm. They're not solutions. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. the thing that bothers me. And so we got to go into a, a veer in a different direction where it's like, what can we do to solve the problem? It is a uniquely American problem, problem because here, the Second here. Amendment is a uniquely American thing. Mm. You know, I'm not ashamed that we're an armed society. I think it's one of the things that makes us special. But like, we have to get in, we have to get this this bullshit under control. It is it goes so much deeper and we really do have to ask ourselves the question of like, why are kids shooting things up now? And why weren't they in the 70s? With basically the same weapons available, it's not like it's not like handgun and assault rifle fucking technology has gone through the roof in the last 20 years. You know, mm-hmm. people are still running around the Middle East using AK-47s. It's, a it's great not rifle, it's though. not like, you know what I mean? It's like. It, it's so it's so fucking confounding and frustrating to me that we can't just sit at a table and just be like, all right, how does everyone honestly feel? And these guys will say like, oh, I want to ban guns. And then someone, you know, that understands constitutions be like, well, that's not going to happen. So, like, what is your compromise point? Sure. And then we work our way. And the guy from the NRA is like, well, I like I like my fucking Abrams tank in my backyard. And they're like, well, I don't think that was the intent of the fucking founders and the framers. So where can we meet in the middle? And then these people meet in the middle and we come up with solutions that are like, OK, felons can't have guns. An assault rifle ban. Fine. Uh, you know magazine limit of 20 bullets per magazine whatever that's fine a cool down period to make sure you're not going in to buy a gun so you can go kill someone that night fine you know a federal database oh, a step too far for me but maybe that's on the table too because mm-hmm. i have to compromise too sure so it's it's there's not enough rational people in the capital there's not enough rational people on the news there's not enough rational people talking about it on twitter because everyone wants to fucking point and yell at each other and blame the inanimate object well they want to get in that echo chamber the easy solution is what they want it's what everybody wants because it's a complex problem. There's no solution to yet. No, we all need to talk and figure it out. Yep. Well, and God forbid, and, go- and, and God forbid anyone takes responsibility for the things that have happened. You know, like mm-hmm. God, just God forbid it's nothing's anyone's fault. You know, it's, it's pathetic. I gotta be honest with you. So, so that's, there an, you that's go. an uplifting ending. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, but this is the same thing with the Ferguson episode where we ended with that is it's not, there is no way for this to be uplifting. Yeah. There is no way for us four to figure out what the problem was and here's how there's we fix a solution. It. There's yeah. no solution. But what we need to do is get away from all the bullshit of, mm. yeah, finger pointing and I'm going to boil everything down to 140 characters and that'll be my thing. And right. guns the problem. No, it's this is the problem. No, it's several fucking things that are making this giant issue for everybody. Agreed. It's been a good episode. It was a great episode. We were all over the place. We had the fun stuff. We had mm-hmm. the serious stuff. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Colin used my name. I felt like I was in one of his lectures. 
was like, well, that's a that's a good point, Nick. But we have to uh, like you wrote. It was amazing. It made me feel. I didn't see that. When it, was per- that? it was like five minutes ago. It perked oh. me up for a second. He was like, well, to your point, Nick. Uh, and I was like, oh, the professor's talking to me. He knows who I am. Oh, God. I got to act like I'm <laughs> not asleep. Oh, act oh, like I'm not asleep okay, on this. Sorry. One. Uh, this topic was sponsored by Squarespace. Start your free trial site today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace provides simple, powerful, and beautiful websites that look professionally designed regardless of skill level. No coding required. Not only does Squarespace provide you with intuitive and easy to use tools to create the website with, uh, Squarespace. Squarespace also has state-of-the-art technology powering your site to ensure security and stability. Squarespace gives you 24-7 online support and a beautiful website for only $8 a month. You can even get a free domain if you buy Squarespace for the year. So what are you waiting for, Nick? Start a free trial with no credit card required and start building your website today, Nicky. I do, I do. I build it every day. You, you, the other day, you just added a PS. I love you. Yeah, kind of I, I added that. I added uh, the, the, the linking and the, the back end stuff is what where it really kind of excels. Is when you ask me, you're like, hey, can you just quickly add kind of funny funny com forward slash PSN? Yeah. Yeah. and that can Stop do that. Like five forward six. slash. It's 2015 slash whatever. You're so cool and cutting we edge. Are, but you know dude. what? You, even for us old guys cool out there, cutting edge, or if you're just fucking. I'm old. Whoa! But that's a good testament of Squarespace that it can actually teach an old dog a new trick. And I am the old dog in this. And I built. Hey, don't steal my lines. <laughs> when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure you use the offer code kind of funny to get 10% off your first purchase and to show your support for us. Kind of funny. Thank you, Squarespace, for your support, of course. And Squarespace, build it beautiful. Build it beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Game Over Greggy Show. If you didn't know, each and every week, four, sometimes five best friends gather on this table. Each bring a random topic of discussion for your amusement. If you like that, head over to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where you can toss us a few bucks, get every episode early, get exclusive episodes, and a whole bunch of cool perks. If you have no bucks to toss, though, head over to youtube.com slash kindoffunny, where we post the entire show topic by topic, day by day, until we put the big thing up all by itself. Friday, one giant episode as an MP3 and a video. Gentlemen, this has been fun. I do like how you look in this coat. I want you Thank to know you. that. We didn't talk it's about good, the top of the show. Jacket. It is a good jacket. It's a jacket I wore it? the night that I, I met my girlfriend. So it's like your lucky jacket. That's the 50 Shades of Grey jacket. This is the 50 Shades of Grey jacket. 50 Shades of Grey. Did right you buy now? it just I'm sweating. for I'm sweating a lot. Huh? Did you buy it just for 50 Shades of Grey? No, I bought this uh, on Black Friday last year at Express. Are you going to celebrate that anniversary too when it comes around? The Express anniversary? Yeah, no, yeah the buying oh. the jacket. Well, I, I, Are you going to call it Grey Friday? You're going to call it Grey Friday? I like that. All right. 50 Shades of Grey Friday. You see what I did there? All right, cool. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.